Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Get Geek Podcast, where we celebrate geek, nerd, and pop culture. Each week, we deliver the best analysis for fans, by fans, on anything related to movies, TV, video games, comics, anime, and manga. We talk geek. And now, here's the Get Geek Podcast. Uh, whenever you guys are ready. Yes. Live. Oh, we're wow. live. Oh, snap. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Okay. We are live. Yeah, me neither. Sneak, sneak attack. All right. I like that, right? You snuck it on us. I got you guys. As usual. Uh, all well, right. I well, used to do that a lot on. I used to do that a lot on pop culture over pizza. Not so much with Get Geek stuff. <laughs> so you can catch us in our candid moments of audio, things of that nature. Yeah, man. I still have a, like a sure. bite of like pasta over here. I am eating as always, <laughs> but I am done, so I don't have to delay this any further. Anyway, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Get Geek Podcast. Hello, Internet. How you all doing out there? I'm Jose. This is Wolfie. AJ. Eli. Sorry, guys. I had to wake the guys up. You know. Um, this is Walt. Are we going to have to do the snap to wake them up, dudes? Come on. We don't need yeah, half the crew today, gentlemen. We need the whole crew. We need all of the Avengers for our topic today. Yeah, and I'll man, get we, to got our a, we got a today. blockbuster one today. Yeah, we got a big, we got a big blockbuster topics today. Before we get to it, though, let's do our usual little list of mini announcements. As always, to our fans out there, thank you very much. Thank you for dealing with any sound issues. Of course, on the podcast that we might be experiencing, we are recording remotely, so there may be some artifacts. You might hear some stuff in the background. Please bear with us. We're doing the best that we can to make our audio as clear. And as awesome and as not annoying as possible. So bear with us. Thank you to our fans. Also, the best way to subscribe, or I should say, excuse me, to support your favorite podcast is to do what I said a moment ago. Subscribe, share, and like the podcast if you like the podcast. And, of course, you can find us on all your favorite podcast platforms, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iTunes, wherever all your favorite podcast platforms are sold. So thank you to the fans, again, for dealing with any sound artifacts, and thank you for supporting your favorite podcast crew. So let's uh, get into it. The topic for today, for the for the crew and for the crowd, we're talking about some blockbuster films that just came out because movies are kind of not a rare thing these days, but we kind of got something that is akin to, let's call it some of the first theatrical releases, in quotes, to happen in a while because of the COVID epidemic. So we are reviewing three movies today. We're going to start with the new live action version of Disney's Mulan. We are going to also review Bill and Ted Face the Music, Bill and Ted 3. And we're going to get into the new mutants, the last, the final Fox X-Men movie. So, yeah, should we get right into it, guys? I think we were going to discuss new mutants first, our opinion on it. And this will be a, a spoiler couple of reviews i believe right guys Every, yeah everything is spoiler today everything is spoiler yeah. so be ready we don't have the time to give you guys non-spoiler reviews exactly so we want to spoil everything let's jump right in let's jump right in so new mutants gentlemen who they would like to die. give some opening thoughts they should yeah i mean they basically all die because they're never <laughs> no, going to make a I mean, movie again <laughs> yeah exactly that's the spoiler everybody's <laughs> dead 
in real life, Maisie Williams is dead, guys. We're sorry to, we're sorry to, to tell you this. Uh, so my oh, impressions, stop. not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. A movie that definitely got a lot better as it progressed. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, maybe a little lost in interpretation. I think that, like, it came out at the wrong time. If this movie came out when it was supposed to come out, it would have came out very closely to Logan, which some of the things, some of the 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 uh, the parts and the themes of the movie would have made sense if you saw this right after watching Logan. I think it would have made the experience of watching the film so much better. Okay. So, okay. All right. So yeah. we'll get into the detail of the Logan references that you're talking about in a little bit. I'll give my quick impressions. Um, you know, for me, it's kind of sad because I actually really enjoy some of the cast members in this movie. I like Anya Taylor-Joy. I like Maisie Williams. Charlie Heaton's actually a very good actor as well. Um, and I'm not as familiar with the New Mutants comic book. I'm going to be frank about that. So that's going to obviously take away a little bit of the excitement of this film. And there were definitely some parts that I enjoyed. But just to break it down very simply before we get into it in more detail, I think it was just forgettable. Unfortunately, I think it was a forgettable movie. I think there were moments, again, that that gave it some highlights and some of the performances are highlighted in the film. But I think a lot of it is forgettable. I saw it just a few days ago and I'm having to like kind of review what I just saw. So Mm -hmm. unfortunately for me, it's a little bit forgettable. What what did the rest of you guys think of The New Mutants after you checked it out? Short and sweet. It was pretty disappointing. And it's like you said, there are some there are some members of the cast that are some pretty notable names. So mm-hmm. there are points where they, you know, they help the movie go on. But aside from that, it just it didn't land well, to mm-hmm. be honest. Mm-hmm. Sorry. To put it simply. Here we go. Garbage, sucked, corny, <laughs> zero out of zero. Zero out of zero. You already gave us a rating. Oh my god! I'm not supposed to give you. I don't a rating think it's a zero yet. out of zero. The only thing that's He's a zero. giving it up. All right. <laughs> All right. Story sucks. Okay. Um, I, I'm gonna say this when I when I found out that there was gonna be a Marvel property that was gonna come out in the horror genre, which is a genre that I absolutely adore and love. I was super excited about it. Um, the fact that it's been pushed back six times kind of had a a very negative impact in my mind, but I tried to go into this as open-minded as possible. Um, I'm going to echo Jose's, uh, statement here where it's forgettable because I'm still struggling right now. I only saw it maybe like about four or five days ago. I'm struggling to remember some of the the plot points of the movie, to be quite honest, because it, it just it didn't land for me at, at all. I mean, it's not a bad movie by any stretch of the imagination, but it's not a movie that I would ever go back to to watch again. And that's a shame because, like I said, it's in a genre that um, I adore and love. And it just didn't do anything for me, to be honest. So being as the, uh, the, the sole dissenter here, it seems like, <laughs> um, mm. I, you know, so I, I kind of want to touch on some of the points that I thought, at least for me, made it in an okay movie, a decent movie. And I think it's because, you know, I tried also, like Walt said, I try to get into watch this movie with the you know open mindedness and, and, and just, you know, 
trying to get away from any biases, try to forget that this movie's been delayed six times, that this movie was supposed to come out three years ago and it's already been like it was it was done three years ago. It's not that it's been in production or in limbo for three years. It was already done three years ago, which, you know, I try to put myself in that era. Obviously, Maisie Williams looks younger, is acting younger and all that. Much different than the ads that we're seeing from Maisie right now. So it's a little bit jarring to see that. Um, I don't know if it is for you guys, but seeing like a Maisie that looks much more adult yeah, it is now, weird. even though, you know, yeah. and then to see the actual film and she looks like, you know, I think fourth or fifth season Arya, you know, that's about um, right with a with yeah. Scottish brogue, which was quite interesting to hear. Right. So so the the things that I liked about the film as far as the story goes is that it, it, it made sense. I don't think that it was a great horror movie, but it made sense that it was a horror movie if it was focusing on um, uh, Daniel Moonstar, Danny Moonstar's, you know, you know, power of of trying to, you know, or rather being able to control other people's fears and make them real and stuff. Um, but could you like how else could you. Could that? Could you explain how someone like that that's discovering that power? How how can you see that manifest? Right, like if that was your power, how else would it manifest other than, you know, all of a sudden people around you are having nightmares that seem to be real? And I thought that that was a very interesting way of exploring that, um, while still, you know, dealing with the whole, uh, the difficulties of of socializing within the teenage world. I think that that part was the part that was done the, the pretty poorly. Um, but I could have done away with like the first third of the movie. I thought that the, the, the second and third part of the film was pretty decent. I didn't think that it was amazing, but I don't think it was that bad personally, you know? So, so I don't want to give you the idea that I'm completely, um, turned off by the movie. There were definitely parts that I enjoyed, and I want to agree that that kind of the horror aesthetic, it made sense. And uh, in researching a little bit for this particular movie and for the podcast today, like I said, I'm not a huge fan of New Mutants, and I discovered this is one of the first and most popular New Mutants storylines from the comic book. Okay, so they mm-hmm. kind of they, they lifted it directly from the comics. It, it essentially goes very similar to what we see in the movie. The issue that I have more so that made it forgettable for me is that it's a horror movie, but it also doesn't seem to know exactly specifically if it wants to be just that genre or something else. It's still a superhero movie. Some of the superhero conventions that I think clash with a good horror movie were, were kind of shoehorned in between these moments. And I will agree with you that the movie gets better after the, the first act. The setup is kind of poor. I think that mm-hmm. in terms yeah, of horror movies, sure. like Walt can probably agree with me. Um, one of the best horror movies that we've seen in the last few years was was All Teenagers. At least in my opinion, it's a great movie and it, it describes the teenage experience a little bit better. Granted, it's a rated R movie, so things are going to be a little bit more adult, which will be a little bit more realistic to teenagers around this age. But that movie is It Follows. Okay, If you want to talk about a horror movie that gets teenage characters really and, and does them really well, that's a movie that really, really nails that, I think. Because the entire point of the horror in that movie is the fear of growing up. And it seems like they tried to do that in this film as well. But 
I think that a, another big reason that it fell flat, excuse me, I don't know if it was the actress's fault, the writer's fault, or the director's fault, but I thought the villain was awful in this movie. And I know we've seen villains like this in movies like like Logan, actually, you know, the, the person who's experimenting on mutants and is saying that it's for their own good and all this right. other stuff. I actually agree with that. But she's not the best villain. And I think that they could yeah, have I, found I, somebody better for her, maybe, and that would have made the movie better. I don't even think that that's, like, the acting, because if she's, an actually, if she's actually an amazing actor. I think she's a great actor. But I think that this mm-hmm. is a directorial thing, right? Because the reason Probably. that I felt like she doesn't work is because she she's giving off this vibe of, like, you know, she is a caretaker, um, she still has a job to do, but she actually does care for them and stuff like that. Um, and you kind of get those hints just off of the body language, even when she saw that, like, okay, she got the order to, to terminate uh, Danny Moonstar. Um, and you can kind of see the worry in her face a little bit. But then all of a sudden, she just went into, like, cold-blooded killer. I'm just going to, like, turn into the villain automatically, right? She tries to, like, gas her, and she does the typical villain thing of explaining you know, what she's going to do as like right before she does it and stuff. Um, and I think that that's where like the disconnect happens, because if you if you are showing off maybe a, a villain that's a little bit, you know, conflicted in being the villain, then show that the whole way. But she just went from conflicted person or conflicted, you know, scientist and stuff like that to, you know, I'm a self-serving evil person now, you know, right. and that's where it didn't work. That's where it felt like this doesn't make any sense. And it's almost to shoehorn in like Essex Corporation, which we know what that is. But if you're coming into this movie not understanding what Essex Corp is, it's a completely flat reference because they never set it up really in this movie. It's just like, hey, this is Essex Corp. You nerds know what that is. So to me, that's kind of why she falls flat as a villain as well. Um, Walt, I'm sorry to interrupt. What were you going to what were you going to say? No, well, uh, what I, what I was going to say is is you know to to Gabe and your point, you know, I, I I actually will go the route that I didn't really feel that there was a villain in this movie, because you know, like Gabe said, you have you have the 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 actress playing as this compassionate you know caregiver and whatnot, and then once once she gets the call, all of a sudden it's just like like he said. A complete yeah, flip, of flip of the switch, and and it's like, well, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, and they take care of her really, really quick. So yeah, you know, again, <laughs> like the wolf right, the, Exactly. So where where is the you know what what is the conflict here? Where where is this big villain? There was really no villain. I mean, okay, at the end, the, they're the fighting bear. That's what bear. Right? But, but see, that, that's that's yeah, where that's where I think bear, that it's up to interpretation. All, Sorry, I, I guess, but it just felt like, you know what? This movie felt to me that it would have been better served as a single episode of a TV show. Honestly, that's what it felt like when I was watching it. It could have. It was something I think that so felt like it's just like, you know, you could you could address every single thing that happened in this film within 40 minutes. But see, yeah. now, and here's, it just here, here, like, episode of Umbrella Academy. Exactly. That's that's what it felt like. It didn't feel like a really one. fleshed out movie. <laughs> you know, it, it didn't feel it didn't feel like. And, you know, the funny thing is, is that you're making all these these um, connections to the X-Men universe. And when this movie was announced, Apo- X-Men Apocalypse wasn't out. Deadpool wasn't out. Hugh Jackman hadn't played Logan. 
and you still had you still had freaking Channing Tatum as as Gambit being rumored, and it made barely any connections to the X Men universe that we know existed in Fox. Um, you know, right, at, but at, at that point, how do you connect it back? These you got see, see, these but, kids but, that are walking out of this, and that's it. You know, but see, that's the thing. That that that's the thing. Like, I, I think that it's it's a film that. Uh, I mean, arguably, maybe it shouldn't have come out at all. But it, if it was going to come out, it had to come out during the time that it that that it was slated to come out. Because then we would have seen this film kind of as a lead up. We knew that Deadpool was coming. We knew that Logan was going to come. So this is almost like the appetizer. You got like little crumbs right. and stuff like that. You know, it's not something that you're going as yeah. a meat and potato. You're going for to see the mu- new mutants to kind of start getting you excited about like the mutant universe again. Mm-hmm. And then you see Logan and you see the, uh, the lab with all the kids. And then that, then Logan is actually Logan is even more because of the new mutants. If this was already set up for it, right. If this had came out when it was supposed to come out, then when you see Logan, now you already, Oh man, that's, that, that's what they were talking about. That's the lab that they were talking about in new mutants. Oh, now we know where the new mutants were going to go and stuff. They were going to be part of this group that Logan frees and stuff. You know, but it came out but, during the wrong time. Yeah. Let me ask you this yeah. question, Gabe. Didn't it didn't it feel during the movie, didn't it feel very much like an MCU property in this respect that they were referencing X-Men characters, but never by name? It was almost as if they were afraid to make that connection. You know, because so that's always something that they do. About, that was probably post production and like Yeah, that that no 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 no. I think that that's something that Fox does. Like Fox you know, doesn't do it. They don't do it overtly, you know, and I think they, they didn't really do it in all their films, especially in the X-Men films. But in some of the other properties, they would do, they would even in Deadpool, they wouldn't do it overtly. Right. Like when they talk about like, you know, Professor X or they was the bald guy and stuff, you know, in the wheelchair. They you know, it's it's not an overt reference to them. So I think that's just how Fox would do it, because Fox being a major corporation, that's more on the business side as opposed to the nerd side they may want to leave a little bit of room of interpretation and, you know, not be hard coded because if they had like referenced things directly, now the fact that there isn't a sequel kind of makes this an unfinished product. Right. See, um, that's, not to that's mention that this is supposed issue, to, this is supposed to have a sequel. This was supposed to have an end yeah. credits and everything setting up the sequel. And so the other thing mm-hmm. too, is that like, you know, we're looking at this as a standalone film as opposed to an introduction. You know, and I think that, again, go, putting myself back in like three, four years ago, if this had come out then as an introduction, I think it would have been a good enough introduction of the characters um, because I think that the characters were done very, very well. I've read the new mutants. I'm reading the new iteration of the new mutants and the characters mm-hmm. are pretty spot on, you know, maybe not necessarily all of them by their looks, but by the characteristics and everything. They're very, very, very spot on to the uh, how they're being written. And that's kind of what I appreciated in the film is that, yes, it's a horror, or at least I would call it more of a thriller suspense versus a horror film. Yeah, it's so not I think a it horror was built film. wrong. Um, if you look at it as a suspenseful thriller, I think you would enjoy it a little bit better. Um, but that's kind of like how New Mutants operates. New Mutants, the comic book, they find themselves in very weird, not your typical superhero comic book stories. And the whole point of it is this group of teenagers are still teenagers that need to learn how to get along with each other. They don't even want to be superheroes, which they showed in the film. They just 
they just want to kind of still be teenagers dealing with their powers. Um, and then just going back like to like the... what you were talking about, well, with the um, the the villain, I think that like the point that was missed is, or where I feel like they lost it in interpretation, is that the scientist wasn't the villain. The villain was conquering control of their powers because all of them had difficulty controlling the powers until the end. And I think that was like the main story is them. The villain was their own powers and being able to like conquer them and, and take control. See, but the, there's two things that me personally, like I said, I didn't hate the movie. I did definitely, to me, I definitely didn't, didn't see it as a standalone film. I understood the the point of this being an introduction to the characters, but Two things. So, like the way that Fox operates, and in, in the way that you're saying, where they they don't overtly name drop, that would make sense to me. Again, like if if they didn't name drop Essex Corporation, like if you, you have, why would you name drop? Yeah, but that's not that's somebody not a name like drop, somebody though. like Mr. Sinister. That's not a name drop. It kind of is, though. I mean, if you can't say, mm. like, oh, here's this character, Wolverine, here's this character, this person, but you can say who Nathaniel Essex is, like, we all know who he is. You can't name drop one character that overtly and, and do, have him – because he's so super, central super. to this story, too. Like, how do, how do you just name drop the guy and, like, that's all we get? And, Again, and I know this is supposed to like, be a trilogy, but, like, to that point very quickly, yeah. I think that, that something like Teen Titans has a similar story. Right. Teen Titans has a similar story. Somebody new mm-hmm. joins the group. They have some powers that the rest of the group doesn't understand. That animated yeah. movie to me introduces those characters far better than this film does, because I give the actors credit. Like I said, I like Anya Taylor-Joy and Maisie Williams and, and some of the other actors. But they were forced into like, so first of all, some of this, the horror scenes with Maisie Williams, the one with um, Happy Anderson in the shower where she gets branded is a pretty good, effective horror scene. Most of the other ones that she's in are kind of terrible to me. And she doesn't even really do that great in terms of acting. And I see that that's something that I see to me in most of the horror scenes. They're so uneven. Some of them are pretty well done. And some of them are just so poorly done, whether it's the actor not playing the part of somebody who's scared. And also I, Mm -hmm. I, don't, I mean, I don't know. Like, like, like to me, they, they could have done a lot better with some of those scenes that are supposed to be horror scenes. And you know, there's a lot more that I have to say about that. But like, I mean, again, I that's why I wouldn't consider it a tell. horror movie because if you look at it as a suspenseful thriller, then while some things are horrific to the characters, they're suspenseful to us. But these are those characters' nightmares, right? Like, only those characters are going to understand the fear of it, not necessarily us. That's why I don't look at too, look at it too much as a horror film. I, I mean, in the first 15, 20 minutes, I knew it wasn't a horror film, you know, because I started understanding like, oh, these guys are experiencing their own individual horrors. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm afraid of them, but they're terrified. And I think that the actors did a decent job of showing that themselves being terrified. But you, did you, you guys don't think? feel it? Did you feel it? But see, again, I that's like why if, I if wouldn't consider it, it a horror film. You know? If you look at it as a suspenseful thriller, you don't need to look at it as a horror film. You look at it as like, oh, man, what's going to happen? Like, do they conquer this or whatever it is? But it doesn't mean that you need to feel the horror because, again, to me, it's not a horror film. That's the difference what? between a thriller versus a horror film or a suspenseful I'm curious what the horror kids think. I'm curious what the kids think because, like, the, the problem that I have with that point is that you kind of have to assign a genre to this movie because it doesn't have a clear one. So right, that's right, kind no, of absolutely. a huge issue. With I me. think they I made a mistake what, of, uh, the, of the assignment guys. that they did. Yeah. 
Yeah, if I guess if you if you assign it a certain expectation, it it the could reason, be a little bit better. But the, I don't the, think don't, even with my expectations, which weren't particularly high, which which did understand that this movie was was edited and re-edited and reshot and rewritten and pushed back, and I understand that that's a huge right. reason why this movie wasn't as effective he, he, and as good as it could have been. Here's the reason it shouldn't have been the last the reason movie. Either. I feel right. Here's the reason. Well, it's only because it was already done while yeah. they were doing this. Merger yeah, you're right. All that. It would have been more but, effective to an extent if it came out a few years ago when it was in the right. midst of the Marvel X Men, or the, excuse me, the Fox X Men universe. Right. Here's why I think that it's a misclassification versus a versus a, a a bad horror film. Right. If it was a bad horror film, like for it to be classified as exact horror film, I feel like they would have had to try to go for, you know, shock, gore, or something horrific, and then failed at it. But I didn't see scenes that they that they try to shock the shock the audience. I just saw them creating like, you know, nightmares and stuff like that. But nothing specifically to shock the audience. If they had created scenes that were meant to shock the audience but didn't, then I can understand that. But they didn't really do anything that was meant to shock the audience. You so that's else? why I feel like it's a misclassification versus a poorly done horror film. It might just be at also least that's how I saw it. It's what it's rated PG thirteen, right? Like that's kind of hard to make an effective horror film if it's rated PG thirteen, not not for nothing. So that's Maybe, another. Yeah, man. I mean, I think I think that I think there's is isn't Annabelle PG thirteen? I'm not sure. I, I haven't seen that film to be to be frank. There's a, there's a couple like PG thirteen horror films that have like good shock. Uh, what about the boys? Do the boys know? I mean, I, I feel like you guys are into like some horror and stuff with Walt. Yeah, it's horror. Well, like, what are your thoughts, guys? And and do you think that this is a horror movie? Um, or do you yeah. think like Gabe that this is more something that you kind of have to let it be f- sort of a free flowing genre? We'll say like, what do you kids think? Yeah. I think uh, I know what Eli's going to say. say. <laughs> yeah, we already he already gave it a zero out of zero. There's not that much wiggle room from zero yeah. to zero out of zero. <laughs> yeah, it's right. not even zero out of ten. He didn't even consider a ten. The reason I I rated it like that is because I mean. When I say that, I'm a little bit biased because then again, it did like it did like take like freaking six years or something. I don't even mm-hmm. long time. Yeah, yeah, it took a long time. And three years that, at least. Otherwise, I would have rated it at least a three out of ten. But given the fact that everything is just leaning towards just it's not a good movie at all since it took a while. So the but fact I, that but- I have. Can I ask you a question, Eli? Can I ask you a question? Like, I want to ask you a question and frame it in the way that 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 Wolfie has has kind of framed it. If I don't, I don't want you to, to just maybe make the point that this film, just because it came out now, it's like worse simply because of the timing. But if it had more X Men movies to refer to, like, are you saying that that's why you would give it a three out of ten just because it wasn't the last movie? Like, I guess that's what I'm trying to clarify. Like, like it's a three out of 10. It's like a three out of 10 as a movie, but it's a zero out of 10 because of its place, I guess is maybe a better way to put it. But is it a timing? Okay. No, the reason I rated a zero out of 10 is first off. Yes. Not mostly, but generally because it came out like, freaking five years late but it's not just that mm-hmm. um it's also the fact that like you guys said i'm just gonna repeat what you guys said mm-hmm. it's 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 called a horror it's 
it's labeled a horror movie and there's no horror to it. It's it doesn't have a good villain at all. And the reason I would rate it a three out of ten if all of that hadn't happened is because well generally just because it, it just had a bad story other than the villain and all that. It just had a pretty bad story. Is there anything that you liked about the movie? Is there any detail, any character, any actor, actress, any action scene? Is there anything that you could say? Like, I, I want to know, I guess, is what would you point to to say, like, this movie's a 3 out of 10, if you were to rate it that? Like, what about it acting, is entertaining? The acting was was on point. It's not their fault that this mm-hmm. movie sucked, but... Mm-hmm. It, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the acting was good and all. Put it more bluntly. The acting wasn't terribly corny. Some of it was, though. The villain was corny. The fight scenes weren't half bad, I guess. The fight, yeah, the fight I thought the fight scenes were actually bad. really good. Yeah, I thought some of them were good, too. I agree with that. I thought mm-hmm. some of the fight scenes at so, the end were cool. Yeah. Um, Anya Taylor Joy's character was uh, was solid. Magic. She had some good fight scenes. Magic was end. awesome. I also love mm-hmm. how like how she yeah. like kind of blossomed into Magic. If you guys yeah. saw like because Magic is her code name, you know when they were like you can't beat them, they're Magic, and she goes like so am I, and then she goes, she teleports. I thought that was freaking awesome. I love Anya Taylor Joy, but yeah, I was I was yeah. excited to see her in this role. I thought the Russian accent, even though that's supposed to be the character, was a bit much and took away from it a little bit. Well, I don't, I don't um, know if you know this, but she's uh, she's Colossus's sister. younger sister. No, I know I know that the yeah. character is oh, supposed yeah. to have that Russian accent. I just think that sometimes yeah. it's more effective. Like, it's like not forced. Yeah, like like I put it this way. Um, you guys probably all saw Chernobyl, and everybody wondered why like they had a bunch of russian i didn't people speaking like english actors and the reason they said that they did that even though i think this is kind of a pop cop out but very quickly the reason that they did that is because they said that they wanted the actors to focus on the performance and not the accents and to me i think that it would have been slightly more effective in this movie like consider um consider uh um elizabeth olsen olsen's character scarlet witch how in the first couple of movies she had that that weird Russian accent. She had a weird they Eastern, got rid of Eastern it. European accent, yeah. Right, and they got rid of it, and yeah, it made the character true, better. Actually. Even though in the comics she is supposed to be that, like like kind of that. Well, not, not that's not true. In one iteration of the comics, she is supposed to be that way, and that's how they wanted to approach it in these movies. But they just got rid of it because it wasn't effective. It took away from her performance. Yeah. I think that that's something they might have wanted to consider with Anya Taylor Joy. But again, like I think she was one of the better parts of the movie. So I don't want to like totally like crap on her or anything like that. I think it was just a bit distracting for me from time to time. Um, I don't know, AJ, do you want to like give us some quick thoughts and then, yeah, we should probably move on into our next blockbuster film of the day. You want to close yep. us out, sir? Well, I mean, you guys really said it all mm-hmm. <laughs> to be quite honest. So, uh, thank you, AJ. Thank you. We're so good at this. <laughs> what about you? Was there something that you liked? Oh, not really. No. <laughs> Sorry. So, should we give it our ratings then, gentlemen? No, no, no. no. Uh, they say. cannot be a single. No, they cannot. There cannot be a single. There has to be one thing that you liked out of the film. I like Even Eli has a couple things. Eli named three things that he liked out of the movie. There's got to be something that you like, AJ. I liked the bear. You're like design. the you're like the least corny out of the two. So, 
<laughs> the bear, the demon bear. That's pretty much it. Yeah, I thought you would like it a little bit more for some reason. Oh, I have a bone to pick with that. Actually, I, you know, I, I, I enjoyed like the last third real quick, real quick. I enjoyed the last third. I, I enjoyed like kind of for the most part how like they, you know, created, you know, her own like her own fear and nightmare as like the big bad at the end of the movie and then her conquering it and stuff. But then the Mm -hmm. film ends with the with her narrating the an old. Cherokee uh, tale mm-hmm. of the story of the two bears. However, that the original tale is the story of two wolves. I don't like that they paraphrased it or yeah. they basically plagiarized it. It's not the actual story. The actual story is an old Cherokee parable from that, that involves the two wolves. The only thing that they changed was the fact that it was a bear instead of wolves. So it's like straight up plagiarism. That's the only thing that I'm like, all right, come on, man for really no reason too like they could have just yeah absolutely no reason <sighs> like just come up with your own story pretty right. sure those were wolves you know but yeah yeah i mean i even I said that it was a wolf earlier accidentally she got eaten by the wolf because it just yeah it, it, i don't know what, what the issue was i didn't Very think close, that the demon bear looked anyway. that bad but yeah, that's kind of it, it wasn't yeah. super memorable or awesome at the same time. Yeah. yeah, let's let's wrap this one up. All right. Um I guess I'll I'll go really quickly. Uh for me, I will give the movie a I'm gonna give it a five and a half. I wanted to give it a six or a six and a half, but as you guys know, I really only give that to movies that even though they're not great, like I might watch them again. I might be in like, you know, like on the background even, and you would be entertained by certain parts, certain scenes. And there's some scenes that are pretty good in this movie. There are some performances that are really good in this movie. But like I said, there's nothing that's just so standout that like I need to watch yeah. it again and be like, oh, this part hold was on. awesome. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. There's Personally for me. We didn't mention. What's there's that? There's one thing that we didn't mention, and I don't think that any of us really took this into account. What's that? Given given the circumstances of how we all saw this film, mm-hmm. not that we're going to mention how, okay, guys, but Shh. given those circumstances, would it have been, Doesn't make do you difference. think that, like, really, you don't think that, like, it's warranted a second proper viewing with the proper Maybe. audio nope. and the proper setup? I think that it, it's needed. Maybe, but, like, the reason that I don't think so is because, like I said, there's nothing that stands out. Like, you look at the special effects, they look okay. You can tell. Yeah, but but they're special effects that they're special. Hold on, we saw these special effects at like 240p, so yeah, no, I can't understand that. Knock them on that until we get to see it at least. There were some distractions, but like so, like there's there's other aspects of the the fidelity of the special effects that that are important to me too. Because even if they look good, I don't think that they moved very well. You know that that kind of uncanny thing where special effects don't move right. I don't think you can. I don't think but, resolution makes a difference in that. I really don't. No, no, no. See, no, it does because of the way that we saw it. I'm not. Uh-huh. Again, I don't want to like, but the way that we saw it was not <laughs> a. How can we say a direct portrayal? We're talking about something that was processed and then reprocessed and then we processed that down. So I don't know the special effects. The way that it's motion, the the motion that we in which we saw it was not its true motion. I really think that we all need to see it again at least in its proper It's not going to fix the story for me. I think that it, it's that's really true. Not. That's true, but it can still it can still affect the rating. 
I think what I want to say is that I uh, think take take the view take the like if you're gonna rate it rate it away from like take out the I guess the viewing experience out of the equation of the rating clearly. Yeah, go ahead, man. Um, I'll I'll what? settle on a six. Oh, I'll me? Fair. Yeah, I'll settle on a six. Go ahead. I was going to say six out of ten also. Six out of ten. See, see we kind of agree. Yeah, on just because, like, for overall. me. Yeah, go ahead. Mm-hmm. You know, for, for me, like, if it's, like, five or less, to me, that's don't watch it. So I think that if you're a comic book fan, if you're an X-Men fan, you should still at least watch it. You know, even if it's only once, I don't think it's on the mm. like on the level of uh, of a um, uh, you bowl movie, which is like definitely do not even try to watch this. You know, like there's no sense in watching. I think that you still need to watch this if you're an X-Men fan, you know, because yeah. I personally think that this movie was still better than um, Dark Phoenix. So. Yeah, I agree with that, too. I would agree with that. Although I think that's kind of like more memorable action Something to watch I also there, I still think know? that I still think that it's better. I even <laughs> think that it's better than Apocalypse. That might be true. Also, those were pretty awful movies. So, but like, there, yeah, there's some so, memorable moments in those movies, though, to me in the action. And again, maybe you're see, right. But this maybe one, it, this one had some memorable moments. I think that like when Cannonball like went full Cannonball, when when Sunspot mm-hmm. was able to like actually use his powers, you know, with good control and stuff. When uh, not kill his girlfriend. When uh, when when Magic fully embraced. You know her her abilities and and when and also when we got to see when we got to see Lockheed that was pretty dope. You know I think that there were some like memorable moments that were maybe not as memorable because of the circumstances of the film. I think uh, the sad thing is we'll never know what potential this film had and what potential these actors had that's to absolutely. fulfill these roles. I think that's the saddest yeah. thing for me. Yeah. <sighs> All right. All right. So AJ. rest of the rating yeah. five out of ten, and that's it. What? That was quick. No, I didn't hear you, AJ. Could you could you get a little closer to the mic? Five out of ten. Okay. Five out of ten. So, kind of not worth watching. Nope. Okay. Okay. Fine. Fine. One out of ten. Oh my god. (laughs) Only for the. I just gave the most impassioned speech of like you should at least watch it once, followed by two guys like don't watch it. I'm on your side, man. I think you should at least watch it. I just don't know that I would watch it again. I guess that's the only difference. What about you, uh, Walt? Since AJ and Eli are, are men of few words right now, what do you uh, want? I'm, I'm going to be the third guy that says, uh, you know, it's, it's not worth the watch. Really? Not <laughs> worth the watch? Sorry. The last X-Men film? The last one? Oh, my God. Hey, hey, first of all, first of all, and, and again, I, I know... Uh, I don't want to dwell on the circumstance, but you, you're you right. It's a last X-Men film. And, you know, there is nothing that's that's coming afterwards that would, would say, oh, you know what? There was a good movie here. I wish we had seen, you know, the next iteration. And, it, and so yeah. it, it makes it even worse by you saying that it's the last X-Men film because there is no consequence to it. You know what you know, really it, sucks. It is what it is, and that's but again, it. And I would so, not. I would not consider it the last X Men film. I'm considering it the film Fox that we were supposed to watch before Deadpool and before before Logan and everything. I, I know, that but but my X-Men. my thing is, you know, there is. For, I I would not revisit this film in any way, shape, or form. 
And if if there are some films that, you know, if it comes on TV and I'll, I'll just be like, oh, I remember this film and I'll watch it. I would actively turn turn the, the channel on it because there was nothing there of substance that would. Yeah, there were some cool moments, but a cool moment doesn't make a movie. You know, you can have a bunch of cool moments and the movie still has nothing to say. And I, I think that's my my problem with this film is that it didn't have an identity. It didn't have a clear path of what it wanted to do. You know, all you did was introduce characters and all they did for the majority of the film was just, you know, walk around and, and act gloomy and, you know, complain about things. And at the, at the very end, we get a, an instance where the <laughs> doctor sounds says, like teenagers. You, guy. you know what I'm saying? No, well, that sounds exactly but, like teenagers. Listen, just saying. I just think it did it better. It follows did it better. There are movies that do that teenage stuff a <laughs> lot know. better. I, under- exactly. I know. I know. Listen, well, I'm living in a house with teenagers. <laughs> I don't have to work, go and watch a movie for that. I, I just, I'm living here. You know what I mean? So, I, again, you know, it, it's not a, a horrendous film. I've seen much horrendous, much worse horrendous films. Very recently. But, you know, <laughs> uh, yeah, U-Bull. And listen, I would actually U-Bull. watch a U-Bull movie more than this because at least that thing is so ridiculous, over the top, and oh stupid that there may be something there. Oh, my God. You know? I, I'm going to half agree with that, and I'll tell That's, you why. Half you're going to half? What? Half agree. Half agree. I'll tell thank you why. You. I'll tell you why. You guys, have, thank lost, you. You guys I have, have three lost small a lot points to make, and then we should we can move on. I, well, yeah, I agree yeah, with you. We got a couple more down. I agree with you for the most part. Don't shoot it down yet. Let me just like make my very quick points, because I do want to move on. we got to move on to these other movies. Number one, I think the saddest thing is that like this movie would have been would have been successful on video on demand, and the fact that Disney decided to put it out to pasture like this in the middle of the pandemic and say like, nope, we're only releasing in movie theaters. Meanwhile, there are no movie theaters open in New York State where we live. But that's contractual. What's that? That No, I know it's the contractual, reason, but it was, it was a stupid idea. To release it. it was a stupid well, yeah, idea. I know, but they didn't know we were going to have a pandemic, so that's the reason why they did it. Because I otherwise, you're right. I understand, it's but if you're if you're like like I don't I don't want to dwell on that point too much. I but like my point is like if you want to do something right by this 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 film and make some money off of it, fix the contract. It can be done. It can be done. They could have done something when they bought Fox and said like you know what we we're we're gonna reserve the right to release this in the most effective way that we see fit. And if well, they had just released it on video on demand, it might have been the big move, the biggest movie in the country right now, and not the other films that we're going to talk about. Like Bill and Ted face the music. They, they really just wanted to dump this film. That's yeah. that's all this was. That's what I'm you saying. They, that, they that's sad to me. Getting out, you know. And I, you know what? The the thing about it is that afterwards they still don't have the rights to put it on their streaming things. I think it goes to HBO Max. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which so is they wanted to get this out of the way and done with, so that that way you know they can get the the rights back to it eventually. But you know, there's nothing for this film that they cared about if they were smart they would have done something with that arrangement as soon as they bought the company and perhaps in the last couple of months when the pandemic hit and said like we want this to at least be a success we own this company it'd be nice if this money made or if this movie made money still it would make sense the other point that i want to make real quick so that we can move on is that the other thing that's sad and this is kind of to gabe's point is that it this could have been something very different if it were released a little bit sooner, because I'll agree with this and I'll say that this is a strong, a strong point 
to make is that it would have been it's not as good a movie obviously as one of my favorite mcu movies the winter soldier but the winter soldier did something interesting that we all appreciated it took these comic book movies out of their standard genre and tried to do something different just like this movie did so even if this movie hadn't landed with like and, and become a huge success it still would have been something to kind of jump off of for the Fox X-Men universe to maybe create more movies in this vein. There's a lot of stuff you can do with some of the X-Men characters that can go into different genres. And it's sad to me that they kind of put it out to pasture in the ways that they did on, on this film. That's just my, that's kind of my like sad point. So I guess it's, it's, well, it's time for yeah. I'm going to say this and Jose to your point um, if you're going to do that, then hire a horror director. They they hired a director that his biggest claim to fame is The Fault in Our Stars. If yeah. you're going to go that route, then get somebody that actually gets the genre. They probably wanted him for the teenage stuff, and they forgot about all the other genre stuff. Exactly. Yeah. So, listen, they just wanted <laughs> right. to dump this from That was it. So, and it's too right. bad. So, because we thought it was okay, right, right, Gabe? But moving on, I thought I thought I thought it was decent. I'm definitely going to see it again because I want to see it in a proper setting. I think that like the things that I already liked, I'm going to like a little bit better, and the things that I didn't like, I'm going to have a second look. So, but anyway, we got a couple mm-hmm. more movies that we got to like get to. Um, and the next one, anybody has any other thoughts on New Mutants before we move on? No, no, no. Please, let's move on. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> damn. Messed I mean, up. you know, one more no. thing about New Mutants is no, I'm kidding. No, 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 no. It, it, it's more, it's more time. You know, we, we yeah, really yeah. need to no, get so, into the other. So, right. Bring back so the, the next film, I'll allow that. right? So the next film, I think we all agreed did a lot better in our view um, than than New Mutants was did, which is uh, Bill and Ted, uh, the third one, which is uh, what's the official title? Bill and Ted face the music. Face, face the music. Yeah, Bill and Ted mm-hmm. face the music. Now. I want to know, obviously, everybody's opinions, but I really, really want to know the boys' opinions before any of us speak. Because I want to know, I don't know if AJ saw it when he was growing up, um, but Eli definitely wasn't part of the Bill and Ted era. So right. I want to know like what you guys thought before we, before the adults or the pseudo-adults give uh, our opinion. <laughs> All right, Eli, well, AJ, whoever wants to go first. So first of all, um, before we even saw three, you had to see at least one. Um, AJ, I'm sorry to right. interrupt, but you sound a little distant on the mic over there. Can you can you close in a little bit? So before I even Ooh, got go. to see three, yeah. mm-hmm. I first had to see at least one. Okay. And one, as a layman to history... And, you know, uh, oh, I'm a major yeah. in anthropology. I kind of cringed at some points. I'm not going to lie. But <laughs> yeah. it was overall a fun movie. Yeah. I mean, then it's supposed to be cheesy. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. Like, that is just uh, on a whole other level, you know, at least to me, uh, I'm not even going to get into that. Um, then you have three. Three had some of that, had some of the wackiness that I found enjoyable, but mm. 
it also tried to do something a little more. And I guess that's why I appreciate three a little more because they tried to do something beyond the absolute <laughs> madness, okay. which I can honestly barely tolerate. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Eli, what about you? Did you get the chance to, to check out the first film uh, or what are your thoughts on this one? Bill and Ted face the music, Bill and Ted three. Well, I watched both movies. Yeah. <laughs> 10 out of 10. 10 really? out of freaking 10. 10 Let's out of go. 10. You're lying. Bill and Ted is the definition of corny, and you're going to say 10 out of 10 on the definition of corny? corny. It's also 10 out of 10. Freaking <laughs> corny as hell. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh my yes. God. 10 out of 10 on the corny scale? or On both scales. So it's an awesome like movie the- that's incredibly corny. So so I so now because of this, I need to hear your full review and your score. I mean, obviously you gave us your score, but I need to understand your decision <laughs> behind ten out of ten for Bill and Ted three, which I mean, I'm not saying it's a bad movie. I enjoyed it myself, but I did not expect ten out of ten at Eli at That's all. a high those are high marks, man. Like had you ever I'm- even given anything ten out of ten? Is this your first no. ten out of ten? Yeah. <laughs> first ten, 10 out of ten. 10. I don't think you even give Dragon Ball Super Broly a 10 out of 10. Like, I think you gave that, what, like a 9 or a 9.5? So, um, quick impressions for me. I thought it was very entertaining. I thought it was a nice homage to the original films. I thought it was more creative and interesting than I expected it to be. It was a good way to kind of uh, get bill alex winter's character back give him a little bit of of exposure again we haven't seen alex winter in many many years probably since the the last bill and ted movies uh it's a good way to capitalize on the the popularity the the huge popularity of keanu reeves i thought the daughters were were pretty cool characters too i thought some of the musicians that were were pulled into the movie were funny and again you know it's all kind of to use a uh to use eli's point it's all a little corny it's all a little silly but it was fun I thought it was a fun movie. You know, again, no masterpiece by any stretch of the imagination. But I think Wolfie already said it best. For mo- for me, at least, and probably for most of us, this was a little bit better at- than New Mutants. I-, I think, in terms of entertainment value, you know, just how much we enjoyed it. And that's kind of my simple thoughts for now. So, Walter, Wolfie, what do you guys say? Uh, what? Uh, uh, Walt? Dude. I guess I'm the one going? Dude. (laughs) I think so, dude. (laughs) All right, so. Be excellent to each other. I thought, (laughs) be most excellent to each other, my dude. (laughs) Um, I, so I grew up with Bill and Ted. I loved the first movie. Uh, I thought the second movie was kind of, it wasn't great. I thought the second movie was cool in the, like, you know, maybe the, like the last twenty minutes was okay, but the majority death I didn't death love. Was love. <laughs> death was funny, you yeah. know, and I love the fact that death was in part three. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. I did enjoy Bill and Ted three a lot, um, mainly because I can see what they're doing. They're they're to me at least, it's a passing of the torch to the newer younger generation with uh, their mm-hmm. their their two daughters um, who are best friends and are pretty much clones of Bill and Ted in their own right. They're more uh, even though they seem though. to be a little bit smart, uh, smarter um, yeah. in general. 
but the story like, itself was also kind smart. of a rehashing of the first. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the 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 story of this one was pretty much a rehash of the first story, which is, you know, Bill and Ted have their own story, which is brand new, and it was kind of like a closing of their chapter. They're supposed to play, you know, they're supposed to like you know unite the world, and this is like finally, you know, putting a, you know, closing the book on that story, so to speak. But then it's reopening the original story through their kids, right? Because in the original story, you have Bill mm-hmm. and Ted going to, like, get all these historical figures and stuff. And now you have their their daughters doing the exact same thing, right? Mm-hmm. So it was essentially kind of like a retelling of the original story while still ending the, the original story all in one, which is kind of weird now that I think about it. Mm-hmm. It's two stories in one. It's a passing of the torch, but um, it's a pretty well done yeah, passing yeah. of the torch. In my yeah, head. I thought like, it was really well done. Um, I particularly like the 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 the, the daughters, um, the uh, Kristen Schaal and and Samara Weaving. Oh no, sorry, Samara Weaving and uh, Bridget um, Lundy Payne. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Billy. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Kristen so awesome so Bridget too. Bridget, I'm especially a fan of because I um I, I first saw her in the show uh, called Atypical. Uh, which is a show on Netflix, a series on Netflix on, you know, uh, a family dealing with um, an autistic child. And she plays the older sister of the autistic main character. Oh, man. I saw the first couple episodes of that. Yeah, yeah, I remember her. That show is really, really good. I highly recommend it. And she's awesome in the show. And I like the fact that I, I love the fact that I was able to see, you know, her in a feature length film like this and she's very similar to the character that she plays on the show but also with like that bill and ted kind of you know mix so <laughs> i i thought it was really good um i wouldn't give it a 10 out of 10 per se but no it was it was definitely a 10 out of 10 in like nostalgia factor for yeah. sure on nostalgia uh-huh. mm-hmm. agreed so, yeah. but it was Whoa. most excellent give, give us give us final impressions dudes and then we'll get into we'll get into it in detail, Bruh, I haven't even given my first impression. Yeah, <laughs> most excellent, dude. Give us your impressions. I can't, I can't. What impressions? Impressions. Give us your give impressions, dude. He's literally giving just totally us his impressions man. of Bill and Ted. <laughs> ja, like like awesome, dude. Like dads. you know, dads exactly. You know what I'm saying. Oh, like the first man. film was totally solid in, in in respect to all the historical type things that they did and stuff. The second one not as bodacious. It was it wasn't yeah. rock hard as the other ones. But the third one, Jai, was like the best. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like bro. it was the perfect. Listen, like it was the perfect time to bring out this movie during a freaking pandemic. Do you know what I'm saying? The return of Keanu Reeves, man. Yeah. It works. Wow, all right. Like most excellent, bro. So you're not seriously. Not are, seriousness. Are you <laughs> <laughs> All right. Totally rock hard, cha. You know. All right. No, it was, it was a good movie. I I really really enjoyed it. To be to be quite honest, I I thought, um, like I said, you know, especially in the situation that we're in, it was it was nice to see a movie that didn't take itself seriously, and you know, it provided some real neat, really needed levity. Um, especially in the atmosphere that we're in right now. Um, again, yeah, it's it's, it's not. Yeah, it's not something that is going to be super thought provoking. It's not going to be on any, you know, 
Oscar winning, you know, Oscar lists and stuff like that. But it's it's just a super fun romp, you know, mm-hmm. um, to see to see Bill and Ted back after what was it like 19 years since the, the last movie dude, or something like that. 21. They came out in, in or no, the last movie. You're right. No, you're right. That's probably about it because the first one came out in 89 or 91, 91, I yep. think. Right. Something. Yeah. Like so, so it's yeah. been a while, you know, <laughs> and almost 30 years. Listen, they haven't they haven't changed at all. I mean, the, they, <laughs> they know the characters inside out and it was just a blast. And the girls were really good also. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it was just a fun movie. Yeah, I thought that the girls being in this movie was going to make it poor. I thought it was going to be a, a failure at passing the torch. And I was pleasantly surprised. But I didn't know, like like Wolfie said, that that. Um, what was it? Uh, Ted's daughter. I don't recall the actress's name. I'm going to go back to it. I want to give her the proper credit. Bridget. Tomorrow weeping. Lundy. No, that was um, that was Ted's daughter. Wait, I'm kind of. Yeah, that's what you said. Right. No. Dude, so, so, so actually, right. actually, check this out. Check this out. So Benjamin the one that plays Ted. the yeah. one that looks like Ted. Check this out. The one that looks like Ted and acts like Ted is actually Bill's daughter. And then the other one is Ted's daughter. Oh, yeah. You're right. You're right. That's true. You're right. Because, yeah. The, Which is actually kind of cool. Is this the blonde who's Keanu Reeves. Yeah, you're right. But Yeah, the, exactly. The so it's kind of it, it's kind of cool. It's interesting, you know, that, like, it's not just, like, a direct, you know. I thought that they were, that that was, like, his daughter, you know, that they were, like, basically, like, clones. But they weren't, you know. I yeah, it was, it was the opposite. Um, before we get into our spoilers, I just have to mention one of my favorite parts of the movie, the character actor, Anthony Carrigan, who, if you guys have seen Barry, that that's, um, have you guys seen the show Barry on, on, um, with, um, excuse me, nope. Lord, I can't remember his name right now. So, um, the show Barry, there's a character who's part of the Russian mafia, the bald guy, uh, Noho Hank, he's his name. If you ever see Barry... Like this dude is freaking hilarious, and the robot was so stupid. But like him repeating his name over and over again. Hi, I'm Dennis. Dennis Caleb McCoy. Hey guys, I'm Dennis. Like it was a stupid oh, man. He joke. was hilarious, but it was it hilarious. Was like, it was like if you trust me, if you guys liked that character, watch Barry. He's like a billion times funnier than that. But so yeah, let's open it up, spoil it a little bit. Um, and give some further thoughts on the film. Who wants to jump in and open it up to the floor a little bit and say what they really liked about the film? Maybe, maybe something that they thought fell flat. What do you guys think? Well, one thing that I kind of liked about the film was that the fact that, like, you know, Bill and Ted films. I think that the issue with Part Two, for example, mm-hmm. is that a lot of it just did not make sense until the very end of the film. So this one, the main story of it started with, uh, what was it? It was like a quote or like some sort of advice or something like that where they were like, it's, it's no, it was the clock. It was like little watch or whatever as like everything will make sense in the end. Yeah. So it was almost kind of like a little bit of a tell to the audience, like just bear with us through all the craziness, all the corniness, all the insanity. It'll make sense in the end. You know, and I kind of like how they did that because, you know. I, instead of like just sitting there and watching, like, all right, why, why, why do we have these, you know, future Keanos acting the way they are, or why are they doing this, or why did they go to hell? 
You yeah. know, instead of just like going through the film, just waiting and trying to understand what's going on, we were already told just wait till the end. It will make sense. So I, the entire time I was just kind of repeating that to myself, like, all right, well, this is going to make sense in the end, they say. So which <laughs> made, it made, like which made the there. ending land better, in my opinion. It I made it land better. Everything. And it just made like it, it made everything just be better. It was like, just enjoy the ride. You know I like that. that. Yeah. yeah, it's like, well, you know that. Exactly like you said. It's just like this is a movie that's just like have fun with it, guys. We know it's silly. Yeah. We know that it's ridiculous yeah. that that yeah. freaking Jimi Hendrix is playing with Louis Armstrong is playing with like this ancient like Chinese flautist. Like we know it's ridiculous, just like all of the other movies. But like just like the original and just like the second one to a certain extent, the actors that they got to play these historical figures are funny. Most of them are musicians, actually. I'm not sure if you guys were aware of that. They're real-life musicians that they got in this movie. I think the only exception was, uh, unless he probably, maybe he plays trumpet as well, but he's not a musician as far as I understand it. Jeremiah Kraft, who played Louis Armstrong. But, I mean, Kid Cudi was even mm-hmm. in this freaking movie out of nowhere. <laughs> I thought it was great. Now, I, now yeah, to your point, Walt, yeah. you, said that, like, you said that you knew what was going to happen in the end and all that stuff. But did you did oh, you yeah. realize that like that. the actual? But did you realize that the actual end was that like they created, you know, what what the music that would unite the world? But it's not the music itself; it's their daughters. Did you see that? No, I, I exactly. Oh, absolutely. The, to me, that felt telegraphed. I I knew it wasn't going to be about them. I knew it was going to be about the their their daughters, mm-hmm. and they're the okay. ones, you yeah. know, because the, they I mean, were had making such an. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. No, I was saying I had an inkling. Um, I just still like I felt like they were gonna be the key to their music, but I I didn't. I still thought that like maybe they would finally create the music themselves. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like that the daughter the was reason, gonna be like their key. I think the reason that I felt that way is because it, the the movie did feel like it was going to be eventually a passing to, of the torch. And what better way of doing that than having the kids be the ones that create the song, mm-hmm. you know, because and again, they kind of they kind of I felt like it, they were leading into that because every time, you know, it was always their last names. It, they never mentioned that it was them by name. You know, it was just, oh, Preston you know, and Logan. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Exactly. And so it, it just it felt telegraphed. Yeah, but, you know, what? I didn't sense. care. Yeah, I didn't care. Yeah, no, it didn't matter to me. With this kind of with this kind of movie, it's about it's about the ride. It's about like the fun factor exactly. of just sit back, enjoy, take a break from the entire world, <laughs> take a break from thinking, and just, just look exactly. at the ludicrousness. Just laugh. for example, the ludicrousness, <laughs> the ludicrousness of prison prison Bill and Ted. Yeah, oh, was the gosh, <laughs> that was the best. You know, like when they were the British musicians oh, so too. Good. British accents. Oh, that was so good too. They were just so good. Everything about it was so funny. Oh my I think god, so the characters were Even hilarious. The nursing homes were good. Yeah, yeah. I feel like the they, had, story they had like, to. Have, they had to have had so much fun making this film. Right, right, and that's what you. That's what I think is great. And I think I have to mention this very quickly too because I'm really happy to see Alex Winter again, dude. You forget how funny he is. He's really funny. And, like, he's one of the funnier parts of this movie, in my opinion. I love Keanu Reeves. Obviously, Keanu Reeves can be funny. He's a great action star. You know, he's a he's a freaking national treasure as an actor. But Alex Winter, like, some of my favorite parts of the movie are, like, involving him. 
some of the some of the punchlines, some of the things that he says. Like early on in the movie, it's a silly moment, but when they go to couples therapy with their two princess wives from the past, and they they can't <laughs> get it out of their head that it's weird for them to say like Bill, like Bill and I love you, when they can't get it out of their head, and then like we love you, and, and then Bill's like. Dude, I don't think you're getting it. And he just basically says the same thing and rephrases it. Like it's such a stupid yeah. moment, but it's funny. Like, I, I can't yeah, imagine. It's just funny. I can't imagine how that therapist, the the actress, had a straight face while they were filming that because that was just classic. You know. <laughs> oh God, it's so good. Like so the good. cast was the best part to me, really. You know, to see the return of William Sadler yeah. as the as death. That those moments at the end oh, that where was so good. Death is so funny. Trying to convince him. That was that was funny. I thought where they were like, "Oh, your bass solo on this song was like oh, yeah. so <laughs> awesome." And then they were like, "Well, what it was about like a four-hour bass solo? <laughs> <laughs> like what track was a four-hour bass solo? They're like and they you were, were so even, far ahead of your time." <laughs> they were even like when, they, when he was saying that like reviewers were criticizing it. He was like, "All right, so the girls were like, all right, so maybe they have a point about that one, but this part is yeah. awesome." Like I thought yeah, that it was just so entertaining great. from start to finish. And then when they're when they go to hell, when Bill and Ted go to hell with Dennis Caleb McCoy, and they're like, you know, you killed our daughters and you're a robot that's dead and in hell for some reason. It's such a stupid joke, but like it's just yeah. filled with moments like that where yeah. like you kind of have to laugh. Again, to to kind of paraphrase Eli, you have to laugh a little bit at how corny it is, but it's such an entertaining yeah. level of corny. And we always knew again, this is what Bill and Ted is. It's corny. But it's freaking hilarious. So, well, well, so real quick, I, I, me, I think, yeah, no going, Eli. Sorry. Yeah, but Walt just reminded me about um, when Bill and Ted uh, broke the uh, the heart. The, yeah, they they the, spent the entire movie trying to get the perfect song. They finally get it, and they break the USB drive, right? <laughs> yeah, and that song yes. they play at the beginning. Oh my god, with the theremin. And all of that. Yeah. Oh my and god. So, weird. Oh, so, like so real quick. So real quick. Um, I uh, so I again my favorite part I would probably have to say was prison Bill and Ted. Mm-hmm. I'd like to know what your favorite single part out of the film was before we give our ratings. Oh man. A scene or whatever. Well, I'll just I I'll think, just yeah. suck in your your vote. I, I love the prison scene. <laughs> it's so good just that to see them favorite. in those like that makeup and the costumes just the ridiculousness it, of it yeah it's just you it's know, so then, fake it's so obvious fake that it's a bodysuit oh my god <laughs> Alex Winter god. looked like bloated oh dude but it was it was it was so <laughs> like you guys saw he had like a huge like like bodybuilder gut that like yeah that, uh, yeah Keanu Reeves that Ted didn't really have I have to agree I love that part but like I said a moment ago my favorite Ted, Bills, Bills, and Ted's were the were the uh, the British rockers that were like like were squatting at Dave Grohl's house and stole a Dave Grohl song to pass off as the song that was supposed to save the future, and then getting and then, him like, and getting Dave Grohl as the cameo, <laughs> and then they threatened them with the gun, oh, and like oh, just that whole so interaction good. between them was good. Um, but I will say, like, but the the you know, single stupidest but also most awesome moment in the movie for me was near the end when they become infinite beings and ted goes up to um the dude from saturday night live oh lord i can't remember the actor's name at this moment i'm kind of blanking today you guys will have to excuse me a little but he goes to um i guess his father-in-law because remember there's that weird stuff about like 
his dad married this the stepmom and then all this other stuff um when he runs up to him at the end he's giving out all the inf- instruments and he's like by the way i'm basically an infinite being and they're just like awesome and then he just like disappears and leaves and continues to hand out these instruments throughout all of reality it was so dumb but i thought it was so funny when he had that quick interaction um, god one of my favorite Dad. scenes was uh like you said um the uh, prison scene, which was like so bodacious, dude. Like so bodacious. <laughs> oh yes, Eli is gonna be is saying some like Bill and Ted slang. <laughs> Hilarious! I love it. Bodacious, yeah. excellent. Uh, my favorite part is the prison scene, but the thing that I cracked up the most was when during the when they were squatting at Dave Grohl's house, they were like, "Well, they're gonna remember everything we do, so they we got to do the thing." And they're like, oh, man, they're doing the thing. <laughs> they just <laughs> fall out the window with, like, something on, like, covering their head. They got, they got buckets on their head so that they don't know what they're going to do so that the future of <laughs> yeah. them doesn't know what they're going to do. Oh, God. Oh, man, so they did it. To show so- <laughs> that, totally the thing is, that, like, that's such a stupid so concept, but it's also so smart. Yeah. That's what's great about it. Oh man! Oh, All right. So, who wants to give their their overall rating first? I think we already know what Eli said. It's ten out of ten on the corny scale and ten on out of ten on the rating scale, right, Eli? Is that your final review? Yeah, you, you know, are, I'm, definitely. I'm I'm gonna have to amend my original thought. I was gonna give it like an eight out of ten, but you know what? Just like reliving all these moments that we just can't stop cracking up about. Yeah, it's a ten out of ten just on fun factor. So, <laughs> gotta watch it. Absolutely. Fun factor, too much fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for me, I'm going to give the movie, I'm going to, I'm going to say like, if it were a nostalgia or a fun factor, absolutely. It would be a nine or a 10 out of 10 as a standalone movie. It's hard for me to say between a seven and a seven and a half. Cause you know, I definitely, as you guys know, I like to give a rating based on how much it entertains me, but it's also like, it's a, it's a ridiculous movie. So I think I'll settle on the seven and a half, which for me is a movie that I, you know, everybody should watch. It's a movie that's worth rewatching just to watch some of the parts that you enjoy. And there are definitely a few really standout parts. Um, and I'll just say that if I were to give it like based on an, like a nostalgia factor with the with my like realistic rating, it would probably be an eight. I'll just mention that because that might kind of tie into the next movie. Jose, you got to pick about. one. You just gave us three ratings. You got to pick one. I know. One. I'm sorry. My, my <laughs> actual rating is a seven and a half. My on the nostalgia scale rating is going to be an eight. I just want to, like I said, So we're going to say an eight one. because this is the real fan review site. This isn't, this isn't, this isn't the uh, critical review site. This is the, this is the one where we represent the actual fans out there. Fair enough. So we got, eight, like you got two tens and an eight. This is going to be the highest rated movie we've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be most excellent, dude. <laughs> oh man, I wish we're gonna have to like we're gonna have to soundboard in some guitar riffs. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go with an eight also because there is kind of one thing that didn't quite land right with me. Like History. it's okay if mm-hmm. they come out with the greatest song in the world and they get other people to do it with them like the people across history but to have every single human being playing an instrument when practically not every human being plays an instrument I, yeah. 
Listen, some of them were just tenacious. You noticed that, right? Some of them were tenacious. D has the greatest song in the world. <laughs> yeah, why weren't they in this movie? Actually, I know. Well, that would be weird. Should have been in. That would be so too awesome. much awesomeness in one place. I think then it, then it would be like a twelve out of ten or an eleven out of ten, and there would be no reason to ever watch movies again after this. I think so. <laughs> stick with that one. <laughs> all right, all right. So wait, uh, Walt, are you the last uh, Walt, to give Walt us your Warner, yeah. your review, sir? I am. Okay. Go for it. Yeah! There right you go. <laughs> What is that numerically? Righteous. <laughs> that's the that's the uh, that's the the thing that they do when they do air guitar and we get like the sound effect every yep. single no. time. I think that's one of the most awesome, unique things to Bill and Ted. Because any time that they both, yeah, if we, I wish we could just do that on command when we air guitar. Just that sound effect played in everyone's ear. That would be like so awesome. Oh, it's man. so iconic, Bill and Ted. Yeah, it totally is. Dude. <laughs> it totally is. When so I was watching good. the original again last night and like a little bit today, it was just like, oh man, I remember all this like awesomeness. But yeah, all right. Like, is there a numerical value you want to give to it, Walt? Or is it just like, excellent? Like, is that what we're going to stick with? And it's going to be a 10 out of 10. <laughs> well, listen, it, it, it's there, there are certain films that you, that you watch that you, you put, you place a specific value to. Um, for for me, one of the films that I really really love, and it's not a great film, is Zoolander because mm-hmm. when I watched that film, there was something that I was going through personally, and going to see Zoolander just lifted my spirits. You know what I'm saying? So it's not the perfect film, but that film will always have a place in my heart for me. Um, I would kind of put this in the same place because you know, with all the stuff that's going on, with all the you know the sorrow and and the stress and and all that stuff and then to have this movie come out and it's just one of these things where you can just sit there and laugh and and you know we're we're having a conversation right now we're just bugging out with all the funny and stupid and crazy scenes that we saw you know this is going to be one of those films that i'll always remember also you know just Mm -hmm. like zoolander so for me you know I'm not again. I'm not going to go on critical. I'm not going to. I'm just going on pure heart on this. For me, it was a nine out of ten because, like I said, Ooh. it knew exactly what it was. It never took itself seriously. They were having a ball doing this. You can mm-hmm. see it. Um, I, I. It was just. It was just the perfect film at the perfect time. Um, it was. It was righteous. You know what I'm saying. That's oh, all yeah. I could say. Man, two tens, one nine, and two eights. So the movie's a nine, a nine out of ten for for the crew based on uh, compared to New Mutants, which nice. Wow, New Mutants didn't Sweet. make the cut, guys. We're sorry, but we're gonna get into. <laughs> or, well, I'll just say one more thing for Walt's uh, benefit here, my friend. Water is the essence of wetness and let's move on um <laughs> before, hold on before we move on a quick reminder to everyone real yeah. quick real quick real quick um, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. obviously you know we're kind of like essentially the halfway point of this right before we get into the meat and potatoes of this episode yeah um but the uh before we go on just a quick reminder to everyone please hit that like share and subscribe button you know it'll mean a lot to us that you guys show the support um, and if you like the episode so far, share it. Share it with somebody that you think should definitely watch Bill and Ted, or who you think definitely should hear our input on the New Mutants and yeah. what we're about to talk about, <laughs> Mulan. So, uh, yeah, 
It's too late. It's too late. Mulan, dudes. So I will preface by saying, but I will let somebody else jump in and give their first impressions. I just want to say I had never seen either Mulan until a couple of nights ago. I hadn't seen the animated film that came out in like 98 or something like that. I was about 18 yep. at the time, and that's when, like, that's the age where you're like, Disney movies are corny. And then you get, like, five years older, and you're like, what is wrong with me? Disney movies are awesome no matter how old you are. So, like, yeah, that was, like, I guess the phase where I was just too cool for Disney. So I just saw both of these movies. I have a very, very fresh opinion of both of them and the differences. Who, however... You didn't see Mulan too. Well, no. I... <laughs> No, I, I I think I think Walt. Why don't I, I like hear your thoughts on it? I I saw the original, but I don't remember the majority of the original. There's a couple mm-hmm. aspects of the new film that I kind of feel is similar, but there were some changes in the ending, if I'm not mistaken. Obviously, from the fact there that like, few. It doesn't have like mm-hmm. a little dragon, but yeah, like the ending was a bit different if i remember some of the set pieces and the fact that she has a sister in this one like there are definitely some some solid differences that were not in the original but walt yeah like uh, yeah but i want to hear from walt like like why don't you start off kick it off with like your thoughts general impressions yeah please so um Mulan was was one of the the films that i was really really anticipating this year probably more so than than most of the other films, you know, as you know, you know, I'm I'm a pretty big martial arts and especially a samurai uh, fan. You know, I, I love all things samurai, all things martial arts. I love their movies and things of that nature. So um, it was exciting for me to see that Disney was going to go and do a live action adaptation of the original Mulan, which mm-hmm. like uh, Jose, we I saw it when it first came out. Again, because that's kind of like the stuff that I like, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and w- we watched it again, you know, because the kids hadn't watched it. And I wanted mm-hmm. them to have a reference. Yeah, well, well Eli hasn't seen it. I have. You know, so mm-hmm. um, I wanted them to have a reference. And watching the original, um, just it, it reminds me how far we've come. Because looking at the original, it's a little problematic. And, so and I won't get into that now. We'll get into yeah, that in a minute. But, I definitely know what you're talking yeah, about. I, I won't. Number one, I won't get into that. I just wanted mm-hmm. to touch on that. Okay. So this movie tends to follow just a little bit closer the original 14th century, the Ballad of of Mulan. Mm-hmm. You know, um, that that the the animated movie didn't do that. The animated movie disnified the the original ballad. This one trends a little bit closer, but still makes a, a lot of changes. I was a little disappointed, to be mm-hmm. quite honest. Okay. You know, I, I, maybe maybe it's because it fell under the weight of my expectations, but there were certain things that I didn't like. There's certain things that I thought it didn't land well. Mm-hmm. I thought the villain was forgettable and not fleshed out at all. Um, his sidekick, the witch, which I have, I always have a, a, a tough time with her name, which is a new character. Mm-hmm. She had a better story than the actual villain. Um, and I, I didn't like, I, I thought there was some decent set pieces, but I, I, you know, the one thing that 
I was reminded of when we finished watching, my wife said, you got to remember this is a Disney movie. Yeah. And then it all kind of made sense for me, Mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. know? So, you know, I, I went in with a, a certain expectation of the movie. It didn't quite land for me, but I still did enjoy it. And I will say this. I think it is a good stepping point for younger kids who are not, familiar with the asian culture maybe this is a movie that gets them to go and watch some of those those type of films and maybe it opens up you know a a different genre for a new audience but i was a little disappointed with the movie to be honest okay all right um let's so you know i'll give my thoughts very quickly um i actually really enjoyed it um I thought that most of the changes were good and were effective. There were a couple of parts that were drawing that were a little jarring to me. One in particular, which I'll get into later on when we get into a deeper dive and discussion about the movie um, in general. <clears throat> but just to reiterate kind of your point, Walt, how some of the changes were in order to bring it closer to the original tale and the original legend. The, the character's name is the first big difference. In the original Mulan, her name is Fa Mulan, F-A. In this one, it's, it's the name from the legend. It's Hua, H-U-A, Hua Mulan. So that's from the very beginning, that's one big difference. And number two, one big difference that I noted that's going to lead to a lot of other things that we'll talk about later is that in this one, she's much more capable from the very beginning. Because if you remember the original animated movie, there, there's this the entire sequence of her training with her with her squad mates, we'll call them. In this right. one, she's already the most badass of all of them by far. Mm-hmm. Before she even gets which turns to the original, which turns yeah. to the legend. I like that know? part, honestly. I like that that change, but I don't want to get too much into it beyond that. Like I said, I want to ruin anything, and I want us to all have a chance to discuss it later on. So I'll say that in general, I really, really actually enjoyed this movie, and I and to to your wife's point, I give it a little more credit because you have to understand it is a Disney movie. And even though it's not exactly as much of a kid's movie as the original, the original being rated G and this one being rated PG-13, it's still got some elements that have to skew towards younger audiences that I'm going to forgive for this particular adaptation because I enjoyed it. So those are my thoughts. Um, Gentlemen, who would like to give their quick thoughts? Well, um, uh, yeah. yeah, go ahead. Sir. I, I, I liked it. I liked it. It was a pretty good movie. I, I loved its storyline and I didn't really have a problem with it, especially since I know it's made by Disney, like, um, Walt yeah. said, mm-hmm. so I can't really hate on it in like certain, well, not really hate on it, but I can't really sort of, I can't. I can't rate it a a bad, not really bad, not bad, but like I can't. I have to give it some some sort of leeway. Yeah. Okay. Um, but one thing I really did find a little bit weird, mm-hmm. which I've mentioned, is how brutal it was. That point. It, it wasn't. It wasn't. It, I it I know it wasn't. No, like it wasn't. It like, was not brutal. brutal. Like, Brutal, brutal, but it was brutal for Disney. It was more than I expected. I agree with him on that. 
Because the scene where it where was, the main villain kind of jumps in with the witch and like slaughters that whole village, that's not something you see in Disney very often. And you know, there's yeah. no blood, it's not super violent, but it is a little bit more than I expected. Yeah, I it's a little so. bit Ooh. more than Disney's um average movie. But if I mean I, I liked it, but if I put that aside there's nothing really bad to it that I really, really noticed. Mm-hmm. If anything, I would, I would, I would agree with Walt, but only because he said it, and I didn't really notice any of that. Like while I watched the movie, so I found, I found it good. That's that's fine. I, AJ, Walt. All right. Um, I I enjoyed the movie too. Um, and I actually like the various changes that they made, considering yeah. you know adding new characters and maybe subtracting and reinventing other characters. Um, yeah, that, th- those will be my opening thoughts for now. I, I the one thing I will say, I I really like what they did with the eagle. With the uh, mm-hmm. with the eagle. Is that what you said? Yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah. I agree with that also. No. I agree with that also. the original. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Walt, what's your simple opening impressions on this? Actually, Walt gave his. Well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, gentlemen. Walt gave his first impressions. <laughs> so we are through it, right? Um, or no, Wolfie, no. did you give your impressions? My turn. Yes. Yeah, no, I'm no, sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm the last to go. So, go so, ahead. Last but not least. So actually, I think I'm. I think I'm gonna be like one of the. Well, maybe I'm gonna echo a little bit of Walt, but I'm. I don't want to say that I'm disappointed, but I'm confused about the movie. Mm-hmm. And the reason I say that is because I, I. I feel like, and I guess we can talk about this a little bit later. But I feel. I feel like I've discovered one of the main issues with Disney's live action films, and it's the the whole Disney part, right? Like, why does anybody have to say, oh, remember, this is a Disney flick. We shouldn't have to. We shouldn't have to give them a caveat because it's a Disney flick, so then we, like, kind of judge it skewed. See, for me... Exactly. It either... See, for me, it's it's either got to be a, a, a children's story or it's got to be a military epic. I don't... I, and I felt like the confusion is in, is in not knowing which of the two it is more. You know, like I feel like I mean, I feel like it's more of the dramatic, you know, epic undertones and stuff like that. But when you Disneyfy the 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 scenes and the themes and the dialogue, um, it takes away from the drama of an epic war movie, because that's what this is from beginning to end. It's essentially an epic war movie where it tells a story of a soldier, you know, um, having to hide who she is in order to like represent honor and bravery for her family in a war movie, essentially, you know, but that kind of takes a backseat to the Disney effect. And so that's the part that I kind of am a little bit underwhelmed by, you know, the fact that like, uh, I think the action and the choreography was really, really good. Um, I thought that some of the character development and relationship building was, I don't want to say bad, but it was Disney. And that's my issue. It was just okay. It was just okay. So like it was something if it's going to be dramatic, if it for me I'm comparing this on the level of quality of the film, the level of the the story itself, the action itself, and the budget behind it. I'm mm-hmm. going to compare it to Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon. It basically was you that. Know? 
it's crouching tiger hidden Mulan. Uh-huh. yeah exactly but it just <clears throat> looks too disney and my thing is either be disney all the way or not you know and just because it's by disney doesn't mean that we have to give it that caveat because for example if on the new mutants we got to choose whether it's a horror film or not a horror film and then like judge it based on that then we should do the same thing with this film you know we shouldn't be like well it's a disney film so we got to skew it a little bit well i will agree in in one way and disagree in another um i agree that there's something about it being a Disney movie that's going to take away from it. Maybe for us being, you know, a little bit older, um, not always necessarily, but here's the thing that I've noticed and that I was thinking about when I was watching both Mulan's a couple of days ago, for the most part, if you think about it, Disney suffers from the same problem. As a matter of fact, it's, it, it's still Disney as much of the MCU did for a while. The villains just suck. Most of the time, the villains are not that good. You have some cases like The Lion King or The Jungle Book where the villains are pretty good. But, like, who cares about the villain in in Beauty and the Beast, really? He's not that good. He's not that good, okay? Like, like some of the villains in Disney kind of suck. But... See, but again, that that, that just... that that's I don't think that it's that the villains suck. It's just that it's... The way they're portrayed is not well done, right? Because they're being portrayed the same way that they were portrayed, essentially, in the 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 animated version and that stuff just doesn't play exactly well on right, but i mean the animated film in general the animated films you're not going to see like the greatest of villains gaston, like, it's usually, was, gaston was a it was a pretty good villain and i think that like it worked well for a cartoon i don't think right. that like recreating him as a live action worked well because maybe again mannerisms and caricatures that's kind of like the issue because he's too they're too know, much of yeah they're too much of a, of a cliched villain archetype by the time they get to the live action stuff and it works right. when it's a cartoon for a six-year-old but when it's a movie that you're trying to market to anything from like 13 year olds to 30 year olds it makes it a lot harder for that character to be good and to be useful the thing that i'll slightly disagree on i have to say is that judging it as a disney movie i think is okay because we just judge bill and ted by its entertainment value you you can say sometimes that something is going to have a little context based on where it comes from. I'm not saying we have to give it a huge pass. I give it a, a slight pass as a result. Like I would I would yeah, say I would like, add like a half a point if there were me because see, entertainment value is completely different from the kid would love this movie. You know, yeah, Ent- entertainment value is completely different from uh, development, right? You know what I mean? Because we can't say that like Bill and Ted had great sets or great uh special effects and stuff like that you know mm-hmm. because it doesn't it doesn't have anything remarkable and we're not saying that you know we're yeah. just saying that it's enjoyable but for me some of the issues that i have with like disney when i would say like the disney effect is that i felt like they try with all their live action films to make it resemble um their animated films down to the lighting and the costumes and it just it looks too clean and it looks too fake. It looks too CG in the sense that like that lighting does not look like natural lighting, but I it's only because they're trying to, they, they wanted like, for example, when Mulan was talking to the witch, um, that did not look like a natural sunset, but it's the mm-hmm. kind of lighting that I would expect to see in a cartoon and an animated film. And I, I feel like they want to make it look Disney. They want to make the green look like it's painted green. They want to make the red look like it's, you know, they just pressed it. There's there's no aging. There's no – it does not feel like a real world. And that's the issue right. that I have with all the Disney live action films. 
And there's like that disconnect between whether is this a, you know, a Disney animated film or is or am I supposed to see something that's representing a real life, which it should because it's a live action film, you know, unless I it's a musical. That's a li- then there's like leeway because yeah. it's a musical. Like Beauty you know, and the but Beast. But if it's not a musical, right? mm-hmm. it should live. Yeah, Beauty and the Beast can work because it played as a musical. So you, it's mm-hmm. not, you know, nobody walks around singing and dancing the way they do in a musical. But when you're portraying an epic war drama that's supposed to be set sort of in real life, the world itself needs to feel real also. I would agree with Even that. Even if because- there's like special effects and fantasy, but like the lighting, the earth, the 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 avalanche, everything needs to feel a little bit more realistic. I think, yeah, that Disney Disney's animated and live action films can benefit from the same thing that the MCU did. They need to start calling on some more interesting directors, somebody who can give a different vision to something like not not somebody because it seems like what you're saying. Um, if I'm getting this correctly, and this how this is how I feel, is yeah, they're just getting some director who can like take some storyboards from the original, alter them slightly, and that's basically yeah. it. Although I think Mulan, yeah, and, from and, what and, I understand, and, is one of the most different ones. But again, I haven't seen all of them, so I can't say that I, for certain. I, I would say that Mulan, I think, is a, a good representation of a live-action film from Disney. I, I, it's my favorite one out of the live-action ones that I've seen. But I, I just still, like, it just doesn't compare to A Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon as far as, like, the conversations had on film, you know, as far as, uh, you know, the, the realities and stuff. I mean... There's just a couple of scenes where I, where I'm like, perfect example. I know that like again, it's it should be geared towards a younger audience, but when Mulan was first revealed to be a female, her in a real scenario, I think that there would have been a little bit of dissent amongst the troops for which she would have to win over. Instead, it's automatic. Hey, I support her. You know, you know, I'm gonna go to war with her. Mm-hmm. There's no dissent whatsoever. So there, like, it didn't feel like there was real human. Um, conflict and that's the Disney effect right because in a, in, a, in a fairy tale things are you know very black and white but in the real world it's not black and white and they, they, they rarely to. show they try to they don't try they, 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 they don't try well enough the emperor and the, the villain whereas whereas uh, Jet Li's emperor character killed the villain's parents or the villain's father so they tried but it didn't land sort of, as but well. That, but that, it did not land. I don't. I don't, I don't know. I, I think that was more for motive than anything else. Because even if that was the case, they didn't show the emperor actually doing that. They had shown that, and then be able to see like whether the emperor had remorse when he did that, or whether he right. Did That's what I'm saying. They you tried know, like that. You they, know what I mean? But it was a it was a it was a failure because they did it that way. Yeah. I agree with that. I think that they tried and it just didn't land very well. And I thought the guy, the actor that played the villain, was actually pretty cool, and he had his moments. But yeah, he was just too cookie cutter a villain, and he I think he Walt wasn't very said, like fleshed out. Yeah, I he think Walt said like, it, uh, he was just other. an angry villain. He was just like, "I want yeah. revenge," and this, this entire army is going to mm-hmm. follow me into battle because of my revenge, not their revenge. They don't even want the riches. They're literally just like, "Well, he wants revenge. All right, no problem." Yeah, you know, yeah, he literally. It doesn't feel the army real. To die, you know, the witch yeah. was more interesting. Yeah, it doesn't. Was more interesting. Mm-hmm. So, he right. literally left the army to die in that in that scene with the uh, with the avalanche because he had no right. intention right. Of, of following through with them. He was like, you know, screw them. I'm gonna go sneak into the imperial city. You know, I I think the problem the problem is is that you know 
you you have the villain that's not fleshed out. And Jason Scott Lee is a fantastic actor. You know, yeah. I, I really like some of the stuff that yeah. he's done. He wasn't given anything really to do except, you know, chew, chew up the, the screen and, you know, every once in a while say something cool and look look cool. The problem is, is that you had a secondary villain, a secondary character who had a really good fleshed out story in that, that witch Jiang. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You you can say, and I, I think that's that's probably even illuminates the problem with Jason Scott Lee's character even more. Because you took the time to make her interesting. You took the time to give her a backstory. You took the time to have a moment where she connects with Mulan. And Mulan really has to struggle with the, you know, with the decisions that she has to make. Because in a sense, she's in a similar position as the witch. And you didn't do that to the main villain. You know, you could have you could have done something far more interesting than what you did with him. Yeah, the witch you know? kind of pulls. And, and you don't need you don't need a full you don't need a full movie to to focus on that because again, they did it with the witch. And you look at other instances, and I hate to go to the MCU, but one of the best villains in the MCU is Baron Zemo. And he didn't spend a lot of time in Civil War, but yet his impact was so huge. And you got a sense of exactly why he was doing what he was doing in the limited amount of time that he was on screen. You could have done the same thing with with the with Jason Scott Lee's character, but you didn't. So, you know. But, uh, but well, I think that the reason they little... didn't is because of the Disney effect. You know, they 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 Disneyfy it because in order to develop a warlord's, you know, character, you got to show, show him being a real warlord. You got to see him like conquering a village, maybe beheading somebody. You got to give us a reason to actually hate him. You got to, you know, create that, you know. And then, like, if you want to give us layers, don't be overt with his motivations. Like, I want revenge because they killed my parents, you know. Try to have this overarching um, reason for going to war, but then, like, show us that in secret, the main reason is just but, for revenge. So this way there's well, layers to let me it ask and you can actually question, have that. Gabe. Let me ask you a question, Gabe. Don't don't you think that you could have you could have better served the character by showing some of his younger years when he was interacting with his father? And maybe, you know, not I mean, even show I, that I he think was they, a loving father and stuff like that, but show that maybe, you know, he saw his father as this larger than life figure. You know, and then you can fix this film with one thing real quick. It helps the story a little bit, you know. You You can fix this with one thing real quick, Eli, before I let you go. Um, If right at the beginning of the film, you do kind of like a flashback sequence of the emperor uh, essentially in battle, killing, um, you know, the new con's parents. And then all of a sudden you have like the new kid. He's just kind of like... uh, you know, sort of like in the in the like background or, or like, in the fog and stuff like, like that. Boba. Exactly, I was gonna like say Boba the Boba Fett scene, or, or, where um, he sees his parents die, and now the Afro Samurai, the Afro Samurai scene, the Killmonger's dad, Afro Samurai, whichever one of those. But if you do that, yeah. and it could just it could be like little a two minute clip at the beginning of the film. Now the weight of the character is carried through the entire film. Well, I gotta ask a question. Exactly. I have to ask this question because I'm sorry to cut you off, Eli, but this is really important to to this particular villain and to the to the change that we wanted to make. Because I was thinking the same thing, but I noticed. I don't know if you guys noticed this. There was a limitation 
for one of the actors. And it's really sad because it's probably confirming something that we all thought about this actor that we love. Jet Li didn't do anything in this movie. Jet Li just caught a couple of arrows. I don't think Jet Li can fight anymore. I really don't think he can do it. Because you get Donnie Yen for this movie. Well, he has to do something to the villain, to the villain's father. If you want to make that scene hit, he has to to, to, to be behind his death. No, but but, but the thing is that... Let me make my point. Let me make my point. Let me finish. Character. Let me finish real quick. Let me finish real quick. Hold on. Hold on a second. Hold on. Because you get Donnie Yen for this movie, okay? And you get Donnie Yen why? Because you're gonna get a big set piece out of this guy. He's a he's a martial arts legend. You get Jet Li, and you have nothing with him. There's no. something wrong no. here. I don't. I no, don't. No, no, I, think, I think. I, I think you can cast a younger character for for that flashback scene. It doesn't have to be Jet Li. Yeah. You can get somebody and, that and, looks like Jet Li and and still have that impact go. You don't need Jet Li. You know, uh, age down. You get somebody else to do it, and it still has the same impact. I mean, aside from that, aside from that, the other thing too is that you got to remember that when it comes to Chinese cinema, they they love their heroes, and a lot of times people are cast simply so that it can like do well in the Chinese cinema, especially right. if it's supposed to be a film about Chinese culture. That being said, time? Donnie Yen, even though he was pulled on, even yeah. though he was brought on, you know, for his skill, he only had one scene where like they really showed yeah. his martial arts Jet ability, and it wasn't a super pitiful scene. And Jet, Jet Li had, had zero. zero, but even if yeah, but but I don't think that like they brought him in specifically for that, because for example, I think that there was a huge missed opportunity when uh, Mulan revealed herself to be Hua Mulan instead of Hua Jun to the commander. When Donnie Yen asked for his sword, did you not feel like, man, please show us a battle between him and Mulan? You know, even if it's just so, so that he can like earn, so that he so that she earns his respect through 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 a fight scene right there. You know what I mean? But no, as was, yeah. they chose not to do that. So that's that shows original, that, like, to right? me, it's not. Hmm? That's how it was I, in the original. What was that? No, that's not exactly how it was in the original, but he. Well, I you know, but it, it, see, that's not. I mean, yeah. so, so the thing is that, like, for me, like, that shows that, like, they were brought on more for, like, their name and less for their abilities. You know what I mean? Now, of course, Jet Li's a little bit older and sure he can't fight, but that doesn't mean they can't put a stunt double to do the fight scenes. But I mean, did you guys get that also yeah. very quickly? There's something Jet, Jet Li can't can't really do it anymore. I feel like I don't know. That's the it's sense possible, that I got. I, 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 I didn't get it. I didn't get that. Remember, the only about, scene where he gets physical uh, is with the with the curtains or something like that, where he like uses the crouching tiger curtains to like wrap the villains up, and that's it. He doesn't right. go hand to hand with anybody. I'm sorry, Eli. We keep cutting you off. Go ahead, buddy. Go ahead. Um, about the thing with um. Bori Khan, mm-hmm. what if I know it's not the best idea, but what if you have instead of Bori Khan being the main villain, you can have uh, what's her name, the witch Jiang? Jiang, mm-hmm. you can have her take over. Like, I I know it's not the best idea, but you can have her like, like assassinate Bori Khan and then take control of the army. And I get it, it's not the best idea, especially since it wouldn't make sense, especially since uh, Bori Khan's men don't really trust her but they could she could have been like a melisandre work work around that thing i think they did try to mention that but um that was quickly squashed it's not it's not even that but if 
in my opinion, if you went and did that, you'd fall into similar territory like you do in Suicide Squad. Where, sure, you know, the Suicide Squad is capable, but are they really going to... Did they really have that legitimate shot against... Um, the, uh, Enchantress. Enchantress. So, and I'm not going to say I doubt Mulan's ability, but it seemed like she was... She had her, her, her power and all that, but the witch seems to have a much better grasp on her power. So to have that matchup seems a little... Uh, I don't think that would have worked. Up for yeah. yeah. No. Plus the but, troops but would also, never have followed her, you know? I know right. That's what, because the whole point of the story, the whole point of the story is that like women in this era were not perceived as warriors or even accepted. They were considered witches, which is yeah. why... You know, the witch herself, she was referred to as a witch casually and accepted, even though that in this realm is an insult to be considered a witch. You know, so Mm -hmm. nobody would have followed her. Remember, she was fighting for a day where she can be representing herself and and an empowered woman. And her arc was, I think, this is why her story was so good is because she started off as obviously, you know, one of the bad guys, Mulan showing that Mulan showing herself as someone that was able to like transcend, you know, the culture of women not being accepted as warriors and courageous and brave, you know, ended up changing her as a character. You know, I think we needed that to see that there's an actual inspiration. I just felt like her demise came way too soon after that change. Yeah, I would agree. I thought it was a, it was the case of like a kind of a Daenerys type shift. It was, Sort of, Definitely yeah. Like, right. like the change happened, and then all of a sudden, next scene, you're gone. Yeah, it was the it right was change to make. It wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. No, it, but it, it was wasn't, just, I, I, all of it was quick. It was too quick. You know, yeah, like you said, yeah. she makes the change in Game of Thrones, and she's dead by the next scene, and it's just the same in this movie. You have Ooh, a character intriguing. I know what time. one of the problems of the film is. Die. Okay, the problem with the film is that it's an epic that's too short. That's part of it too. <laughs> Can I just? Yeah, it's, true. it's a kung fu. It's a kung fu epic that's too short. So that would have been a served as a three-hour film. So I, I, it would have been. I, I mean, at least a two, at least two and two hours and forty minutes to like really flesh out. They could have, you know, that. more conflict. Ones? It just Weren't needed more conflict. Wasn't Beauty and the Beast like two plus hours or something like that? Like I thought I the other. This one was two hours straight, hour. right? This one was pretty much just straight up two hours. I think. No, it was less than that. I think. I think it was about an hour and fifty minutes. An hour and 45 minutes. I could be wrong. But I have Still, a question. I feel like for an epic, it's a little too short. Yeah. I have a question for you. It kind of relates to what you're saying about things that you didn't like about the film. And I'll start with something that I thought was the most jarring moment for me. Um, and the worst change between the original Mulan and this Mulan. The scene with the avalanche, actually, is one scene that I thought yeah. was awful in this movie. Yeah. I you thought know, it was pretty bad. bad. Well, you, you guys special effects wise and narrative wise, it didn't make sense. Well, that is that wasn't even animated in an issue to me. Like that's true, but the big issue to me is the way that that scene was edited because you have the moment where she picks up the two um, the two helmets, right? To I guess cause the avalanche, and the next Mm -hmm. thing you see, she's already up on the ridge. Like none of these. I know you're going to tell me, yeah, attacked her. Not even that. Not even. I think Not even that cool. though. Like she was able to sneak around them. It was they were, she was really far away from them, and she was able to get around them, set herself up before they threw another trebuchet to yeah. to 
to the uh, the forces for the next just, shot. That's I think, just I just felt like it wasn't edited properly either. Yeah. I think the scene would have been better, honestly, if they wanted to also, change it. There was there was cool. more than there was more than just two. There was more than just two helmets. I think it would be a little bit difficult for her to carry six helmets by herself <laughs> up there on horseback. <laughs> yeah, it was like the, but, 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 right, only rocks, but the weird thing to me also is because like you could have made this scene. I think it would have been an awesome set piece if you had her and her squad work together, because if she starts charging around the side to flank these bad guys, they're going to start firing. Yeah. At her. Then her squad yeah. is going to be free and they can start firing at the bad guys. And you have this epic action sequence where they're working together to get her into you know position what? to cause the avalanche. And then it works better. In my opinion, that's but a nice I, opportunity I think, right I think there. There's to show also some the other yeah. issue. I think there's the other issue where nobody saw what she did. And I, I think I think that makes it that makes the decision at the very end where it's like everybody you know you dis dishonor her and kick her out of the army that makes it even more difficult you know they don't know what she did because they were covered up under under all the shields and stuff like that I think that's problematic with that scene also I agree I agree yeah because you know that's the other thing too right like if they don't know like her what her, you know anything that she did obviously there really is no reason for them to just change their mind either on on like all right we're gonna follow your lead you know what i mean like they didn't see anything she did in battle but yet the commander is like point the way we're following your lead you know that it just doesn't make sense like i understand like you want to show that but i think that is a missed opportunity if you just add like a little five minute scene of her rescuing her troops in that scene she reveals that she's a woman her own troops are now like kind of maybe like confused maybe some of them won't follow her and stuff but mm-hmm. then they're forced to follow her, and then they get to see her in actual battle and how courageous she is, and, and she saves their mm-hmm. life and stuff like that. That's how she wins them over. Now you have a reason for them to defend her when the commander wants to kill her. And I think that mm-hmm. it was a better moment. It was one of my – I thought that the way that she was revealed as a woman in this film was better than the original. But it would have been more effective, like you said, Gabe, if they had those moments a little bit more because I thought they set it up Right, yeah, just, just well, from character development. You know? There were some moments that were because she had some good interactions with her squad mates and she did have that that fight scene against the love interest that gave them an idea that she was combat capable. But that wasn't quite enough. And if you change that scene and you made it more like what we described, where they kind of work together and they are able to observe what a what a great warrior she is, it makes that moment that, again, I think was still better, hit a lot better and be a lot more effective. So that's a moment that I ended up liking, but that could have been better. What other moments did you guys yeah. think kind of didn't hit the mark in this one? Maybe compared to the original or maybe just in general? I didn't like the scene where where at the very end she goes charging into the Imperial City, mm-hmm. uh, trying to tell them that, you know, what their what the the bad guy's plan is. And after a moment where they're going to kill her, they're like Okay, she's the best warrior. Let's instead of killing her, let's make her the leader of this squad and let's follow her. I, I thought that's exactly that, what I'm saying. It just there's there's another instance where you turn a person's motivation and the reason why they do on a dime. What, you know, it, it it goes from you've dishonored not only your family, you dishonored this this army, you've dishonored the country. You've dishonored my plans of getting you married with my daughter and stuff like that. But yet, because all of a sudden four guys behind you say, you know what? She is the best one. You go from, I'm going to kill you because you've dishonored all of us to, 
As a matter of fact, we're giving you a super promotion. You're going to lead the attack. It, it you're, now, I, you're now my leader. Crazy. That was it better. Felt crazy yeah. In the original. At least in the original, like, they had that moment where they were like, they disowned her, where they shunned her. And then because of the threat of the villain that, they, that she had warned them about, then they were like, okay, she was right. And they gave more reason for the squad to trust her and put their stock in her in the animated film even though again i think that this film the live action film did do some things better the way that they they tied up that narrative change wasn't quite as effective what about uh eli aj what did you not like about this film because it seems like everybody did enjoy it but had like these moments that they that they kind of fell out of it I think we can. Well, I think we can like state one thing that we liked and one thing that we didn't. Oh, we will. Like. I, I want to get to that next because I have a moment right. that I'd like to mention for for what we liked. We'll definitely open up for that. I don't want to jump on this movie and say that it stinks because I did enjoy it. Uh, AJ, go ahead. Well, now that you bring it up, um, the way that they did that three sixty turn, uh, I didn't think much of it before because it was like. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, she's basically willing to die to give you this information. And, mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't one of those things where it's like, okay, you have the information, I'm going to leave. Or, wait, I'm trying to give you the information. Oh, no, I should run. I'm about to die. Mm-hmm. You know, I I kind of saw that aspect of that. But now that you guys kind of like, I guess, open it up a little more, now <laughs> I'm kind of doubting that sequence a little. It, it does seem a little weird in mm-hmm. retrospect now. Okay. So I guess that's going to be my kind of uh, scene that didn't really land quite right. Um, okay. Mine's is not really – I don't think it's really it. – it's it's two scenes actually, but they both relate to each other. And it's it's not really a big thing, but it's just a little bit weird. Um, When uh, Mulan lost her family sword, it, it fell into the lava obviously, but like I don't – the emperor got her a new sword, but like, I get it and all. It's a new sword and all, but it's still not. No matter what, it's not gonna. Even if it's from the emperor, it's the family sword. So I would have expected something. A, it's it's something really, really. It doesn't really mean anything to the story, but I would have expected something other yeah. than a sword because it's not. It's not even. I mean, it's nothing compared to. Oh. The, a family sword. Well, I took that scene well, as, the, as a start of a new legacy for, for the Mulan family. Right, I, was gonna, I mean, for the Watt family. Right. That's that's how I took that scene. Okay, right. Okay. So I, I look at it that way. It's kind of like, uh, you know, it's it's a death of the old ways and a start of the new ways. You know, it's like yep. a pivotal moment in the family of when, like, things are now new. You know, a new legacy, like you said. So, okay. Because the, the honor of the family is in passing down that sword. Right. So the emperor giving her a sword to now pass down to the next generations is a huge honor because it's the patriarch of the family that usually passes it down. So. All right. All right. So what did you guys like about the movie? What did you think was better or what uh, than the original? Or again, what did you just think was really impactful, really entertaining? Go ahead. Um, who wants to? Well, right off I mean, the I can, bat. I can, oh, no. Go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, AJ. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Right off the bat, I like how they changed the eagle into an actual full-fledged character and all of the, mm-hmm. you know, all of the discourse surrounding that character, too. I just thought that was wonderfully done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just the, 
the fight scenes with her were also really cool. I want to mention also that it was cool how they kind of didn't have Eddie Murphy's Mushu character, but they paid a little bit of an homage to it, I think, with the Phoenix, which I think was a better way to do it for the live action version also. Um, so that yeah, she cool. still had a guide, you know? Yeah. The exactly. Mushu character was a guide for her. She still had the guide, which lent more to the story of the Phoenix anyway. You know, so it just, I, I felt like it was, it, you know, to her story of like dying and then rebirth, you know, how she was, you know, how she, how she accepted herself as Mulan, her truth. It was her, you know, Hua Jun dying and then Mulan being reborn, uh, the sword dying and then, you know, being reborn when it was given to her. I think it just like tied the overall theme of the film together really well. I thought that was really good too. Okay. Okay. What else did you guys think? I mean, as far as like for uh, real quick though, like one thing yeah. that I did that I also kind of that I liked, but then I stopped liking was the fight choreography. I think was really good, mm-hmm. and some of the moves that she did was really really well. But then her signature move was just used one too many times. The spear, the whole <laughs> like kick the spear in the air and then kick it, yeah. kick an arrow in the air and then kick it to the opponent. You know that being used three times is a little bit. Like, it's one thing to show it, like, early on in the film, and then it's almost like a little bit of foretelling, you know, to how the film ended, how she ended up, you know, defeating the, the, the big bad at the end. But they showed it, like, a couple times during the battle scenes, and it was just like, all right, now you're kind of overusing the same choreography. So Yeah. It's almost like one a wrestling the, one finisher the for her. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like you stunned them one time. Oh, my God. Oh, wait. But then you stunned them again. And now, oh, you're going to stun them. Ag- okay. Well, the stunner is not that yep. much of a stunner anymore. So, yeah. <laughs> well, that's what happened to wrestling now. Like everybody kicks out of the stunner these days or the rock bottom or the people's elbow or whatever the hell. Yeah, exactly. They're not. They're not. They're not as stunning. Yeah, they're, they're special moves now. They're not finishing moves anymore like they used to be. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Well then, but yeah, so like you know, I, you know, it's it, it seems like for me the biggest issues were character development and technical, some t- execution on technical stuff. I feel like there was a lot to like. There's a lot to. There was, like, I guess. Yeah. All well, right. Yeah. What did, what I, did you? I, I thought I thought the the film was shot beautifully. I I thought some of the locations that they used were amazing. Um, I I liked the training sequences for the most part. You know, um, I, I did like some of the the choreography. I think, uh, I think, I, yeah, it was it was fine. Um, but that's the word for yeah. the movie. It was fine. <laughs> it was fine. It, exactly. You know, it, it wasn't. It wasn't super super spectacular. There wasn't any. I. I, I Listen, the the way I look at it this way, I, you know, and I, I think I mentioned it before. I think if if anything, if what if this film does is get the younger generation to go revisit movies like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, or House of Flying Daggers, or things of that nature, then I think it's a successful film because I think those films may have may be a little bit older for the target audience of this of this particular movie and if it causes them to go back and see those type of movies and see how beautifully done some of these movies are then i think the movie accomplished its goal but i i do have problems with you know the the character development and some of the the motivations of the character i i, I still think that the witch is probably the best character in the movie itself, you know, even even more than Mulan. Mulan, she there were there so were too. times where 
yeah, I, there were times where it's like, you know, okay, you're rushing the story. And again, it feels, to your point, Gabe, it feels like if you had given this a little bit more time to breathe, you could have come away with something far greater than what you had, what you got now. Um, so, yeah, go ahead. Well, uh, well, one of the things that I liked was, like you guys said, the fighting. It was, it was... The, the difference between the original movie and this movie was obviously that she didn't know how to fight in the original movie. Mm-hmm. So we never really got any of those cool fighting scenes, and which which I get. But, like, we really got to see that in this movie, which I really liked. And um, one of the things that I didn't like was how little some of the characters were shown. Like, especially um, the witch... I felt like she didn't she wasn't given enough time to like fully manifest as a character. Same with Bori Khan and then I I felt a little bit of that with um what's his what's his um face? Which one? IP man. Yeah, the commander. Yeah. Yeah, him. So that's it's my Ip man. My IP man. By the way, yeah, IP man. He's not a freaking internet address. He's it man, dude. It man. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you a question, guys, real quick. What What do you guys think of them taking the Lee Shang character and, and basically splitting him into two characters? They They put him into Yang Tang and the other guy, which was I think Hong Hua. I'll jump. Which is the, the love interest? I'll jump on that one because that was one of my favorite moments. Actually, or is one of my favorite uh, updates. I thought it was a better idea to have, because well, well, let's talk about very quickly what some might consider problematic about the first film, because this ties into what is problematic or considered problematic about the first film. And I don't necessarily think it's a better update just because of this. But in the first film, it's it's not something that you would want to put in a modern film where you have her commanding officer entering into a relationship with her because a lot of what they talk about these days when it comes to, let's say, without getting too far into it, abuse of that kind between a man and a woman in a relationship or whatever else that work together. Yeah, the, me too. the issue is, right, without without you know mentioning it too, it with too much detail, but in the Me Too movement and the idea behind it is, and rightfully so, that there's an issue with having a figure of power, let's say, enter into a relationship with somebody that, let's say, it could cost them their job, right? Um, I'm not sure if I'm explaining this as best as I can, but there's there's that there's that structure of somebody who's in that position of power can force somebody beneath them into a relationship or into a situation. And again, I'm not saying that that's explicitly why I like the change. I thought it made more sense overall for her to connect to somebody in her squad more so than it did for her to connect to her commanding officer, just in general, taking yeah. away all of the, the social aspects. Mm-hmm. Of it. And it made the, I think it made the character, the commanding officer character better. Not that Li Shang wasn't good in the original Mulan. I thought that he was a good character then as well. And that's freaking, um, who did the voice in the original BD Wong, another fantastic Asian American actor. So, I don't want to take it away too much from him, but like I like the way that they set up his character in this one more. I like that he was more independent. I like that he didn't lose a battle to the bad guy or something like that. And then like Mulan had to save everybody like he was indisposed 
during that battle so that Mulan had to handle it, I guess. Like, the, the way that they did his whole character in me, I thought was better in this movie. And I want to mention one thing, very small detail that I thought was awesome. When Mulan was introduced at the end of the film, you all know what that who that actress was, right? The the yeah. actress that introduced Hua Mulan, the original Mulan, yeah, Ming Na Wen, from the original yep. Mulan animated film. So that was a cool moment um, for me as well. Those were some big, cool moments in this one that I really really enjoyed. Uh, I had another point, but I forgot it, so I'll open it up to you guys to kind of talk about what you thought was the you know, what you thought about that change to the, to the commanding officer. I mean, I think you kind of hit it on the head, you know, personally, All right, um, I, you know, I, uh, I, I think that the change was good. I think that there should be separation. We should have a commanding officer of the armies and then we should have a separate love interest, even though it didn't feel like too much of yeah. a love interest. I think it was just hinted, but, um, in or in this you know, one? I think it just played better. So in this one, yeah, all right. In this I think one, it was it just was you know, in yeah. the original, you know, so I like, think it was. I think it was better. He like brought, she like brought him home to meet the grandparents and all of that. And I know in the original is a G-rated movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I did so, want to mention one more. You say that one more, oh, one more small uh-huh. thing that I thought was cool, relating to the witch. She is like I agree with you guys. She's one of my favorite characters. I do like how they kind of took some of Eddie Murphy Mushu's character arc from the original in that he had to redeem himself that was kind of part of her arc in this one and i thought that was a good way to take some details from the original some characters from the original some motivations from the original and give it to a new character that as we all agreed made that new character a little bit better than maybe we would have expected so gentlemen what else did we what else did we really like or dislike about the movie? Final thoughts? Something about the changes maybe that you guys want to mention? The fact that she has a sister? The fact that they don't sing in this movie? There's so many different little changes in there that I don't know if you guys want to speak I mean, about. I think for the most part, I, like from what I, I – I really don't want to see a reenactment of an exact replication of the original movies personally. I don't want to see a musical. You know, uh, I don't want to see – you know, I just – I want to see a reinterpretation. I want to see somebody take it and like retell the story in their own separate imaginative way, which I think Mulan did in in a lot of in certain ways. But I don't think that the story that they told, I think there was so much potential in this film. You can see that there's so much potential. The fact that you can take a bunch of scenes and expand on each one shows that like the, the where it was going wasn't bad, but it just it didn't go far enough in a bunch of areas so so you know but again that's the difference between making a disney film versus making an 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 actual epic so this would have been better if a chinese director picked it up and made it without any um no i don't think that's necessarily the the the, the case i think that like i think that like if there's not disney in your ear telling you hey we need this to be like this Mm -hmm. you know i think that that's all that's needed you know Okay. Because I think the acting was superb. I think everyone acted really well, but I, I I think that the, you know, script wasn't fleshed out enough. Characters weren't fleshed out enough, and and that's it. Because directing, for the most part, I think directing was well done. Acting was well done. Costumes, set design, musical score, everything was very well done. Um, it just wasn't well done enough, personally. Yeah. Credit where credit is due, though. The, the actress that played Mulan, Liu Yifei, she did, I think, yeah. a great job. 
with what she was given. I think there were a lot of scenes where she didn't even say anything where you could tell what she was thinking. And that's a really yeah, to me, exactly. a of a yeah. good actor. So credit. She also sang the main, the main theme song also, if you, if you listen to the credits. Oh, she did? <laughs> I didn't yeah, know. she did. She sang, it, she sang it in Cantonese. That's pretty dope. Which is, is amazing. It's beautiful. Because they, so. yeah, they did the little homages to the original songs. I know you guys heard like the little, the little quick homages in the music in the soundtrack of the new one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't know that she sang that song. So again, even more credit to her for being a fantastic talent and for her, for her action chops, which even though Wolfie said like she did rely on that special move a little bit too much, it was still pretty dope. Like the way that she did all the action scenes in the movie and the way that she, she hung with some great action stars and was able to stand out with the likes of a Donnie Yen and even, you know, Jet Li, who again, uh, my heart goes out to him. It seems like he's not as healthy as he used to be. And we all love Jet Li here. So I hope that's just me seeing something that's not there, but she, you know, they, she did really hung in there with a great cast and with some great action stars. And I, I'm really thankful to see that. And I she's also behind, she's also behind the hashtag boycott Mulan. I don't yeah. know if you know, you guys know the story. I heard about something about her supporting the, uh, the, the not supporting the Hong Kong protests, huh. I believe. Correct. No, she, 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 did. Was she, well, no, she's supporting the Hong Kong police in, and and their um, their involvement in the protests over in Hong Kong. So okay. I mean, yeah. politics are politics, and yeah, exactly. Everybody's going to on that. And you know, we have our own opinions on that kind of thing. But at the same time, I think it's kind of silly. Like, if the actress wants to have that opinion, it's a very it's a much more complicated situation in Hong Kong than even anything that we're dealing with in the United States. So it's hard for right. any of us to say with any real authority, you know, whether we should cancel Mulan or whatever the heck, boycott Mulan. So I love the film. I thought the actress was great. That's a side story too, yeah. in my opinion. And, you know, let, let's. Yeah, I just thought it was interesting to bring up. Yeah, let stuff, the people in you know. kind of handle that. You know what I mean? And I, my heart goes out to the people in Hong Kong and to everyone, you know, on, on both sides of that issue, including the police. So I can, I can sympathize with her thoughts on that one. We've certainly seen this yeah. all over the place before, and in other, in other other uh, properties as well. But I, I still think it. Would and, be, and, yeah. And just going on a quick aside, um, the LBG, LB, LGBTQ community loses um, Li Shang as a as a hero because they they felt in the first Mulan, um, he was kind of iffy on where his his sexuality was. Which I found interesting, also. Really? I never got so. that. I never got that. I mean, I know that that Harvey Firestein was one of the was one of the characters, one of her friends in the original, and he's a gay icon. Well, that doesn't. Well, I didn't think that affected. I, I think. I, I think the reason why is because um, the way if if you look at the movie, and I guess if you look at it in, in that lens, um, which is fine, you know, they 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 have the right to do that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they saw Li Shang as as having interest in Fa Mulan as a boy mm, okay. and a girl. Okay. So, you know, I, I think that's what, that's kind of the reason why. And I guess you can make the same case for Huang Hua also because, you know, he, he was – there was some, some uh, interaction between the two, especially when they were speaking um, at the table – 
and they were talking about what the perfect woman would look like. And, you know, all the other guys were having fun, but there was like that, that knowing moment between the two of them, you know, which, and at that point he didn't know that she was a girl or a woman at that point, you know? So you, you can also make the case that Huang Hua kind of fills and check those boxes for, you know, that, that sort of representation as well. Right. But, I mean, that was when she was saying that she would be more interested in somebody with a sense of humor and like somebody funny or right. like, somebody, like that she could talk to, like things that everybody should be looking for in a relationship. And all the other guys were making the same jokes from the original. I don't care how she looks. I just care how she cooks, um, yeah. which was problematic in the original. And it's a silly joke in this one, too, but it's just a joke. But yeah, like yeah. you're right. There was mo- there were moments there where he did seem to have a slight interest. But you know, if if you want to put that subtext in the movie, nobody's stopping you. I can see it. I can exactly. understand it and enjoy it if you like. I have more power to yep. you if that's the subtext that you see in that. And you know, like I said, it's wonderful for anybody that that feels that way. And you could certainly make a case, like you said, Walt, that that is kind of similar. Yeah. So let's get to the ratings, guys. Yeah. Let's do it. Who wants to give their numerical rating first, gentlemen? I can, I can give it eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. Okay. Um, eight out of ten. It's yeah. nothing spectacular. Maybe even a seven point five, but I'll give it an eight because I think uh, uh, it's it's a ten out of ten for acting, set design, costume design, music. You know, everything else was pretty much like on point. It's you know. So the action was like to, eight or a nine, you know, as 10, far maybe? as that, like, you know, I think action was like a like a eight or a nine. Yeah, I think yeah. Uh, special effects were a little bit poor, and I think that um, mm-hmm. editing was poor as well. Yeah, I definitely agree with the editing part. Like I said, that because was, for me, uh, editing, and, and I may be wrong on this, but I feel like editing is where you know you get a lot of the, like the light composition and and the the some of those dramatic effects and the after effects that were placed in. You know, where to me, it just didn't feel like it's natural lighting and natural, you know, scenery and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's definitely I would say a, a, a editing is a part of that. And there's other things involved. But 100 percent, I agree. So right. I'll give so, my yeah. numerical anyway. rating as well. Um, I am also like uh, Bill and Ted Face Music going to give this an eight out of ten. And I want to mention this again. Um because I rated it to a certain extent and I know we're a little bit divided on whether we should do this or not, but I rated it to a certain extent because if I were a kid, I would freaking love this movie beyond like all movies. It would be the most auction, awesome action movie that I think I've ever seen. Cause you know, you can't watch all of the more violent action movies when you're really, really young. Some of us could. So I would have loved this movie as a kid, as an adult, I still really, really enjoyed it. I personally, as somebody who didn't see the original animated film, think that the live action film is actually slightly better. And I know that I'm going to get pushback on that one. And I understand that. And that's okay. But for me, the way that they made some changes to give Mulan's character more of her own specific agency, more of her, of her own character development, less dependent on other characters, the way that they took out some of the fantastical elements from the original animated version, but brought some new ones in that made more sense for a live action film, I thought was well done. And I'll say again, like you said, Wolfie, I thought that the, some of the most jarring parts were in the way that they kind of Disney fight it, which I know is, it seems a little contradictory that I would say that, 
but it's true that that does take away a little bit from it. And the editing, especially in that one scene that I mentioned, the avalanche scene where she was just up on the ridge out of nowhere all of a sudden, and then the, you know, the villain points at her and says, she's behind us. That part was really jarring and kind of messed up the movie a little bit at that point. I took it a little less seriously and I was a little less entertained by it because that just jarred me so much. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, an 8 out of 10 for me, I would say. I really enjoyed it. I'd watch it again. The action scenes were good. The acting was good, like Wolfie said. So there's definitely a good movie underneath there that could be better by some of the things that I think we mentioned. All right. Um, for this movie, I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10 also because you know, I, I enjoyed it. I, I really did. Uh, I liked the... I liked the new additions. I liked what they did with the new additions. And, you know, all the reinterpretations were pretty spot on, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, again, you have some of those glaring, I mean, they're not glaring errors, but, you know, those kind of weird spots where it's like, you are our leader. The best. <laughs> it's a little, yeah, but hey, still a good movie. So, <laughs> it had its I. Okay. Um, I'm gonna give it a six out of ten. Okay. Um, what is your reasoning behind that, sir? It was good. Mm-hmm. But then now hearing your reasons, it's just kind of like, meh. I don't really, I don't really know my my opinion on this anymore. Cause then. I, I enjoyed the movie when I first watched it, but like now it's kind of like now that I've heard your guys' re- reasons, it's like I don't know anymore. It, I did enjoy it. Oh. Yes, I did enjoy it. Is there and anything, I still will. Is there anything you disagree with? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I think, I, yeah. Is there anything that we didn't like that you liked just out of curiosity? That we didn't no. Think the, we didn't think the directing or the editing was always great. Okay, that, that's fine. A six out of 10 is still pretty solid. And I yeah, think it's still I, a fair assessment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. So I guess it's, it's me to either salvage or sink this ship. We like you closing um, this out. <laughs> All right. Well, well, here it goes. Uh, I, I wanted to love everything about this film. And, I, you know, for the most part, I did. I, I wouldn't say... It's as I I enjoyed it a little bit less than Bill Te- Bill and Ted Face the Music, but I enjoyed it way better than I did watching New Mutants. So it sits happily in the middle um, for me. It, it, it's, it has gone second there place. There are things. Yeah, I, you know, out of all the films that we reviewed today, Bill and Ted is probably my favorite of the three films. Which when I first before I started watching it. I thought it would be Mulan. I really did, you know. Um, I, I hoped but, it was Mulan. That's I was the yeah, last one but, I saw. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that being said, it, it, it's not a movie that I disliked immensely. It's not a movie that I disliked at all. I thought it was a very capable film. Mm-hmm. It was like Gabe said before. It's fine. It's not spectacular. It's not bad. It's just fine. You know, it had some problematic um, issues in terms of pacing. 
Um, I didn't like some of the choices that were made in terms of character development and motivations and things of that nature. I didn't like the fact that there were some characters that changed in the middle of a sentence, you know, and, and did a 180 degree turn. Um, but again, I think that was more of a case where an extra 30 minutes to this film probably would have served it better. Um, the fighting was okay. I, I did enjoy it. But, you know, unfortunately, we're watching um, Cinemax's Warrior series, which is a spectacular martial arts series if you guys haven't seen it yet. Um, so watching the two is, is kind of a little off kilter because you see a, a way um, you see in Warrior how a scene, a story is told through a fighting scene. And I didn't get that from Mulan. You know, I, I the, the fights were great, but to me, it really didn't tell the story. It was just a fight for a fight's sake. Um, that being said, I did enjoy the film. I would watch it again. Um, and I give it a solid seven out of 10. All right. All right. All right. We saw some pretty good movies. I, I would say this week. Right. And I think, we weren't expecting necessarily the best thing from all these movies, and they all ended up being pretty good. Um, so movies are back, guys. I know we saw a bunch of Netflix movies recently, but these theatrical releases are finally returning, and we couldn't be happier. We just got to wait for movie theaters to open back up in New York, though, because this video on demand thing is great, but I can't wait to see yeah. it again to watch a movie, honestly. I'm, I really can't wait to sit in a movie and watch our one of our nerd out films again together. Um, and I wish that for all of you out there as well, man. I know everybody wants to get back into the movies. So here are our recommendations. Watch Mulan. Watch Bill and Ted face the music. New Mutants is kind of on the fence, guys. Um, some of us think it was no, pretty decent. No. Some of us not so much. So it's probably overall, if you're, let's say if you're a big fan of the Marvel Universe, you're a big fan of comics, you should watch it for your nerd cred. If you're kind of on the fence about that stuff, this movie's definitely not going to be for you, I think is the best way to put it. So that's it. That was our big blockbuster return to the theater, in quotes, episode. We want to thank everyone once again for joining the Get Geek crew this week. As usual, thank all of you. Thank you to all of you, I should say, for dealing with any sound issues, artifacts, or any other errors with the podcast as always we're doing absolutely everything we can including grabbing new equipment whenever we can in order to improve the sound each and every single week so we hope that it's getting better and thank you for bearing with us throughout all this time and once again if you like the podcast go ahead like the podcast rate share and subscribe to the podcast you can find us on all your favorite podcast platforms google Podcasts, apple Podcasts, spotify stitcher and itunes wherever all your favorite podcasts are sold Thank you for joining us here at the Get Geek crew. And as always, everybody out there, out in Geekland, please stay geeky, my friends. And wait, 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 wait. What was? Stay excellent, dudes. <laughs> Be most excellent to each other, my dudes. Party on.